Yoda. Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 13th of August 2023. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Not Gerudo. And Robert Camp. I was thinking about, I probably should have done it like the old Yahoo ad. You know, like Garuda. I'm sure you'll have other opportunities. I'm sure there'll be some other thing that you'll say at the Star Wars podcast that will fit that theme. Yeah. Probably better than that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what happened to Yahoo? Are they still doing like, I know, are they, these? Are they still around? Still do they still Yahoo. have a mail? I mean, Yahoo mail. Surely you don't give up a brand like that even at this point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Like, would it, would it be too... I mean, how did Yahoo make any money? Like, Google can, like, afford to just do it because Gmail is off, off the back of everything else Google does, right? I, I mm. guess. But, like, what does... If Yahoo don't have any kind of search presence anymore, how would they keep Yahoo Mail running? Like, unless they charged everyone. They probably charged everyone, right? Do they still maintain a search engine, Yahoo? I have no kind, idea. A crappy one. I'm not, I'm not checked in on it for maybe two decades. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, realistically, did we ever not? Did we ever use any other search engines at any point? I mean, big, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I used to use well, Dogpile for a while. Well, yeah, because you know it's the search engine that. of search engines. I mean, Google didn't exist when I had to start. No, right? It was like Alta Vista, Alta Vista, Lycos. Do you remember Lycos? Yeah, yeah. dog yeah. search. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame every every result wasn't just like through the eyes of a black Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the results were dog shit. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean early search was was rough, but yeah, but at least it functioned. Do you remember the web rings? I don't think Happy oh, Sound was part, yeah. part of a web ring. Web rings. I didn't link to anybody else. What a weird concept that was. I know. Like, so how did it actually work? Like, you had you had a next, but you had you had a, an assigned person you had to link to or did the web ring just give you like random links to someone else in the group or i think someone coordinated it going around in a circle so you had to just have so a, had to actually a previous a link yeah i think so because you could go in any direction couldn't you you could have as many links as you like but i think being a part of a web ring was you went around in a circle okay yahoo is not only still operational but yahoo mail is still operational and also, it's it, it's basically like a sidebar of shame. It seems like like Yahoo is just the sidebar of shame, <laughs> right? Okay, it's basically Bing News, I guess. Bing News is kind yeah. of that as well. Happy International Left Handers Day! There you go. <laughs> oh, quality content. <laughs> the quality content. Yeah, like like all news, us included. <laughs> Lol. Yeah. Well, when we have news to talk about. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, but our news might be about something that you're actually interested in. Yeah. Well, unlike, unlike the rest of the world, all this shit news. <laughs> yeah, that no one cares about. <laughs> Pubs burning down. and <laughs> Oh man, I did read that story with some interest. I, I want to I see did. where this is going. Yeah. Because it seems like it was, this seems like insurance fraud, basically. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fully on board with, what was it, the, the tailors having committed some kind of crime here to just get rid of this pub to develop it and build something else basically yeah there's was it the, the crooked house this is like the right. most the wonkiest pub in britain supposedly uh was bought by these like multi-millionaire couple and then it almost immediately caught fire and then was 
like the remains of the house were unceremoniously demolished immediately afterwards, despite having been cleared, you know, you know, without waiting for council clearance or anything. Like <laughs> and that. also, like you know, possible police investigations of this arson. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they just they were just like, oh, screw that, right. we're, we're demolishing it, and it's like, sus. <laughs> And, and yeah, there was the best bit so far has been the open letter that the village like posted, and it was just like, "We will never forget. We know what you did. <laughs> yeah. We want you to rebuild this place brick by brick." And it's like, which has precedence, right? I mean, that was a recent thing that that a developer had to rebuild a pub brick oh, yeah. by brick. Yeah, that that has happened before. Yeah, where people have just been like, been like, "Yeah, we just went ahead and did it," and it's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have done that." <laughs> yeah, put, put it back, back. Put it back. <laughs> Which, which is really harsh, but it, but also well, like you need clearance. It's like I genuinely yeah. disagree with council planning. Like most of the time, it is like utter nonsense. Like, like I and I mean that sincerely. Like it is utter utter nonsense from the stories of like friends and people that have that have the money to like add, add stuff to their house and stuff like that. It's a it's a friggin' nightmare, um, and none of it makes any sense. Apart from, like, there are cases like this where it's like, well, if you're going to, like, completely demolish a place and build something else in this place, that probably needs clearance. I kind of agree with that. But, um, I mean, yeah. the thing that's been happening where where I live is just, like, there's this... One of the houses had had a real big back garden, and then when they, when it got bought and redeveloped, they basically cut off the garden halfway down. Right, so the, yeah. the, the current house now has the short garden. But then that extra empty space they wanted to build a new house in. Which is actually the same story as this house yeah. I'm in right now. This was built on a half plot. But in, this, in, in the case where I live specifically, it's like... The road is already such a goddamn nightmare. It yeah. was like that's just gonna. It, they had to refuse it for just the parking. Yeah, of course, because it's like it's you can't already, fit another goddamn house down here. It's been made so worse, so much worse over the years. Anyway, yeah. down your way, it's just with extra little tendrils coming off the road. But now that now that that what used to be a back half of a garden is just like vacant land. Like they have, they didn't even like reattach it to that house or anything. So it's just like empty, which I kind of like. Like. I feel like we're now with with our the one green councillor in all of England. Now, maybe now is the time to be like make that a community plot of land or something. I don't know. <laughs> Get on the council to do something about it. It's nuts, isn't it? It's really nuts. The thing is, is like the only defence most councils seem to have against like big new developments is like or the one you only ever seem to read about is like oh they're worried about the traffic, the increase in traffic, yeah. and I'm like. I don't think houses increase traffic all that much, right? Like, I think well, it depends. It's like a restaurant. Oh, that we, probably uh, increases it quite a lot because there's a lot more cars coming in and out. Like, a business, right? That's Well, the trouble is sense, that where we but, live is, like, we're, we're the commuter range of London. So that's sure. why it's traffic. Because you're going to have people going in and out, maybe not always on roads, but... <laughs> yeah, but they, often, they say that about roads that are, like, never used or have been... or, or like there's that there's that bus lane on the route from Claydon to Ipswich. There's a big old new development, and there's another big development going on up there as well. And it's like, oh, it'll, be, it'll increase the traffic, like 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 problematically in this area. It's like there is no traffic currently because it's a bus lane, and you're going to have to change that. <laughs> well, and it's, presumably it would increase the traffic from like, nothing to something outwards. <laughs> like guess. you won't be able to yeah. go along that road, but you'll have to go either can't way. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can't anyway. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems like they need more like 
strong arguments against like or some ways of blocking developments like especially the new crap new developments suck yep, right like there's so, really so many houses in such a tiny place and they're never worried about how the parking's gonna work because they try and make it as awkward possible so people don't park but <laughs> that doesn't work no nope. everyone always parks in the worst possible places as a result of that it's like ugh. I'm sure the maths for the developers works out if they build it that way, but well, I'm sure they're just following whatever the rules are to to the maximum extent of their money making ability. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but it is stupid. Like council should be able to dictate that a little more. Be like, you need to leave this amount of road or stuff like that. I mean, which I would say must be able to. Right? Well, so. yeah, you would think on some level the roads are the council's responsibility. Yeah, like. Apart from, in, I guess, my road specifically, still a private road, is it? still <laughs> technically owned by the people who have the houses down there. Huh. Which is why it sucks. <laughs> An unadopted, I think they call that. You see any more leaks? No. Well, I didn't come in. <laughs> That's I, the important I, bit. I didn't come in along the roads. I came along the fields this time. Ah. Because it was quicker. Sunny day. Well, I guess maybe quicker. It's kind of hard to tell. Mm. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Rougher terrain. <laughs> Work those boots. Slightly more direct route, but rougher. And can't can't take that route when it's been even slightly raining. Just immediate mud. <laughs> immediate mud. Yes, even just the slightest hint of it and you're in trouble. Even the day when I was like I came down it came down, it's like, oh it's it's there's a couple of certain damp patches that I'm gonna step over very specifically. I thought it was dry enough, but it's Clearly hasn't been. Anyway, stuff and things. <laughs> Did we have any actual, like, more interesting house-related news? House grouse. <laughs> any random bullshit that's slightly more directly related to us instead of hella general about the facility? Uh, yeah, general area or, or UK wonky houses. Yeah. The fun thing about that would be if they do have to rebuild it brick by brick, it'd be fun to be the architect who has to oh, figure yeah, out eh? how to make it wonky. Well, well, I bet at this point enough. you could just be like crowdsource every photo there's ever been of that building and just make a 3D model out of that. Sure. <laughs> just AI it. Yeah. Still got to actually rebuild it with the wonk because it, like, it was like it naturally subsided was the was the problem. Well, sure. But, uh, yeah. Well, I wonder if that like <laughs> the trouble would be like, can you build it into that state because yeah. like if it, if it if it was only standing staying like that because of all the other bits supporting itself mm. could you even rebuild it in that shape? i mean i mean because you could just use a shit ton of scaffolding at some point sure. or whatever it would probably end up being safer but it can't be built the same way right they'd have to modern health and safety probably wouldn't let them build it the same way yeah. Well, I mean, it was still a it, so it, it was still a pub, though. Yeah, it was still safe enough to be a public been, space. Hadn't yet been condemned. Like the I suppose leading tower of Pisa falls into this category, right? Like just wonky enough. That one's verging on too much. Mm, yeah. Is that one of those ones that's still that is actually? I don't know what the current state moving. of that is. Presumably, by now they would have like intentionally shored it up right you stop it from moving any further keep the mm. amount of tilt it has but you don't want it to fall over so yeah. obviously you just... you've somehow got to do it without spoiling the aesthetic right? i mean that's not that difficult you just you know you go Perfect. into the underground or whatever <laughs> sure. 
That's that's pretty tricky, surely. Not really. I, I've been I like recently. I was I've been watching like some weird civil engineering videos about like there's that skyscraper in San Francisco that's like hella tilted at the moment. Oh really? And they're doing some ridiculous like drilling piles under their current piles and then having to like jack them up with hydraulics. Wow. Hmm. Oh, cool. How on earth does that work? That must be. That must be an insane amount of force. Yeah, especially in like, and because it's constrained by being in a fucking skyscraper in the middle of the city, yeah. where they're having to like operate in like within the width of the pavement or whatever. Yeah, haven't they got to like? Wouldn't you just evacuate like several blocks while you were doing that? <laughs> Probably it's mad. I mean, I think that yeah, I don't know what the, like that tower particularly seems to be a big problem and mm. it's what made it lean over was it the sub- subsidence yeah it was like they didn't the, the original piles just weren't good enough or whatever no mm. oh, right so it tilted because san francisco is like a big hill isn't it basically yeah. a mound well yeah some parts i guess it goes down to the water, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's but it's, so it's so you've pretty, got you've got pretty... the hill part and you've got the basically marsh part, I suppose. It's kind of like your classic moundy-looking island, right? Like, sure. Hmm. Moundy, exactly. Peninsula. Well, it's probably when you say it's like a moundy-looking island, it's probably mostly sand, right? It's just like a big lump of sand on a certain I mean, level. I mean, maybe that's why it's subsided. Yeah, I bet it's all sand and clay and shit, literally. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is how Zach would do his arc. Like you're, you're, you'll be the foreman on site, and it's like, yeah, it's just we just we just got to put some put some concrete and shit down. <laughs> you'd think you'd have to have crazy good um, foundations in San Francisco just because the earthquake threat mm. or whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't want good foundations in earth in an earthquake. Well, maybe maybe they're allowed to move. Is yeah, better. maybe I don't know. Oh, I suppose that would also depends on like what the soil is like. If you get like soil liquefaction or whatever, you know, you're going to be pretty screwed if you don't have real deep piles on that one. Isn't like modern skyscrapers when you let the foundations move and everything sort of floats on the foundations? Or yeah, it's like the building isn't direct, more isn't less directly attached to the foundations. I yeah. guess maybe I don't know. <laughs> what can we learn from Japanese pagodas and all that stuff? <laughs> That's a slightly different mechanism. Yeah. The whole building isn't attached to it itself. No, it just moves around the central pillar, right? Crazy. Crazy speculation about how architecture actually works. Yep. I don't know. Clearly our areas of expertise. Oh, yeah. For sure. Not what this podcast is about. All that time in Tears of the Kingdom has made us engineering masters. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> The podcast about video games. Yeah, it is not not architecture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could pivot, but I think we're starting from basically zero knowledge. <laughs> well, <laughs> slightly more than zero, or maybe on Zach's part. It's probably been weirder career changes. <laughs> well, for a podcast, though, I don't know about that. Do you think there's ever been a podcast which has literally changed topic but kept the same branding? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I don't know. Could be. I mean, what, interested in something else. I mean, what if it was a podcast that started about being like a newborn mum or something, and then it's like, well, that only lasts for so long. <laughs> now you're talking about children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or maybe not. Maybe you go on to talk about like something else. Feminism. The advantage of Happy Salad is it's kind of weirdly neutral branding. 
Yeah. The only thing we could actually become a fitness brand. <laughs> we could actually yeah. talk about salad. I mean, frustratingly, there are yeah. there have been multiple other happy salads. It's not as unique as we first thought. No, it took a while, though. I guess. I think there was only one that we knew of originally, right? Well, that was what we thought, yeah. And then, but there's like like three or four by now. Yeah, there's like a health food group. I think there was someone else that made like happy salad oils or something. And then, Mm. then there was a slightly. Well, there wasn't another happy salad, but there was the the slightly dodgy other salad cast that seemed to be UKIP supporters. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) That, that was kind of a bad crossover. Yeah, that's not good. We do not associate with the other salad cast. <laughs> if no. they still even exist. Oh no, I think they did like, no. I looked at that one, I think they did like three episodes in our early days and then, then disappeared right. off the face of the planet. Um, Weak. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't yeah. handle the, <laughs> the fortnightly effort that we put in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, weekly, weekly was too much. <laughs> Hey, we've got videos every other day. I know, week. We, 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 then we found ourselves in a similar situation anyway. It's a different effort. It is a different effort. Yeah, it keeps, keeps it fresh. Fresh. So what news we got? We're going straight into the news, are we? Straight into the news. I think we've done the random. Yeah. I, uh, I, I watched, um, finished but, watching Ms. Marvel. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The other oh, yeah. bit of random. TV section. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, um... That's an okay show. Like, yeah, like exactly. I, I think I think even Gnome was like, like just just a little bit like, it, like just like nah, I'm not sure I liked that. And I'm like, oh, I thought it's still good. Like, but it's like Marvel good is in like, like, but it's like less than average Marvel is what I would say, which is still good. <laughs> but because Marvel has generally like got a higher baseline than most things, but it felt a bit weak for Marvel. And it's like, it's a shame because, as I said before, like kind of all the cultural stuff is actually, uh, and the Pakistani heritage stuff is actually all kind of the most interesting stuff and the most interesting yeah. slant the on the whole thing. Yeah, flashback to the partition. Yeah, but it, but it kind of, but, but that in itself is also part of the problem because it's like, it's just one of those shows where things happen just because. Yeah. Right? There is, there is no particular through there, is, there doesn't feel like a proper through line to it it's just like well then this happens and then magic mm. for some reason here and then unearned sacrifice here and stuff like that it's just mm. doesn't quite hang together it's messy it's messy it's yeah. mo- like it's modern movie messy yeah i'd, I'd agree for sure did, did i talk about guardians of the galaxy 3 uh, I don't know if we did. I saw that in the cinema. Yeah, because I watched it when it came out on Disney Plus, and I kind of have similar thoughts about that. Like everyone, like which is frustrating because it's one of those. It seems so acclaimed this one, like Volume Three, and I'm sort of looking oh, around, going, everyone's like, "Oh wow, this is like amazing!" This is like they've they've brought heart to the Guardians, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, sure, they landed that part of it, but lost the Guardians part for me. Like it's not a fun." space adventure anymore like that, that stuff is actually so sidelined and so uninteresting compared to the the, the you know rocket's backstory which is the big thing and the big where where oh, the heart the of the thing, film yeah. is and is that's actually really well done i'm into that did you not but, like the weird sort of goopy you know with nathan fillion's running around oh i mean that's that's the, probably what the, the one of the best sequences the, the like the yeah. failed heist at, towards yeah. the start they're like that's pretty good but like it's a small part of like a bigger 
That's what I mean. It's kind of like like the sum of its parts don't really come together in a cohesive, meaningful way. It's like it's got a lot of, oh, why don't we do this? Oh, why don't we do this? Oh, why don't we do this? And it doesn't feel stitched together particularly well. Like, especially when you think about like the, the, the what they called the sovereigns, um, where you've got the queen and Adam Warlock just there oh, just yeah. because. It's kind like that of, is yeah. that's kind of a waste of Warlock's character. Kind of, although I kind of like what they did with Warlock's character, making him that sort of the arc. I mean, guy. the arc isn't bad, but like it's in the yeah. wrong film. Like it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't feel like it fits particularly. It is a bit well. of a waste of Adam Warlock. Like he's a big character in the yeah, comics, right? Hugely, yeah. And the, and the games kind of make him a joke. Yeah. Well, the problem I had with like watching Volume Three was a little bit like having come off the you know I played the game a little while ago and. I couldn't help but think that the game had a much better storyline and did a much better job with Warlock and like some of the concepts that they they overlap a little bit here to the point where they can't do that style story now, mm. and it's just like, ah, no, that's the you've, you've not done this quite, you've not done this well enough. I expect more. I expect mm. more. Um, and also they did the thing that really winds me up about like, like. I guess all of these sorts of films, like sci-fi in general, it's not just limited to Marvel, where it's like, you kind of forgot that characters can do things and just sort of left their abilities by the wayside. Like, Vantis is supposed to be this hella empath, right? And she's like, mm. she uses it a little bit during that, during the blobby fight with Nathan Fillion and all that kind of stuff. But then for the rest of it, seems very confused about why everyone feels the way they do. And it's like, you're an empath! Mm. <laughs> this makes no sense! Yeah, that is a point. There's a, there's a fair amount of that, like just just throughout it. Like like in the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, they have like nano helmets, right? So if they end up in space, they just push yeah, a button on pop, their suit and a helmet like appears yeah. around them. Not a thing in this film, because that's Star Lord's look, isn't it? Yeah, because he has the helmet. Thing. And they just sort of go, "No, you haven't got that anymore." And it's like, yeah. why? <laughs> They, like, want, they want to have some space danger. Yeah, <laughs> they had to yeah. come up with a dumb reason to get rid of the helmet. It's really annoying, though. It's really annoying. <laughs> I, I hate that kind of stuff. Like, it's just let's let's just undo tech that seems commonplace for some reason in this. Yeah, the tech always just randomly suits the story, doesn't it? Yeah, I never. Yeah, but it's like if, if but that's if, like Doctor Who or something, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, like, exactly. Know, in, yeah. in Doctor Who, there's always a MacGuffin that works like once, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you could never do that again. Um, uh, it just, it just, yeah, it, it winds me up something, something, something proper, and I think they do a particularly bad job of that here. It's like a little bit of that, fine, but it's it's all over this. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's still a good. Again, I think it feels the same way I sort of feel about Ms. Marvel. It's like it's still a good film. It's still worth watching. It doesn't feel as essential or as plot moving as. Um, other Marvel films, like it's, it mm. doesn't feel like a necessity to 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 the greater MCU. But that doesn't mean it's terrible. Also, there's a particularly nice like one shotter um, fight scene that I think was particularly well done um, in the sort of latter third. Very mm. nice, very nice indeed. I'm wondering whether Loki season two will be worth bothering with because oh I, I hope know, that's I good because like, I quite like the first season and it looks like I saw a trailer and it's got Owen Wilson's back whatever yeah. love, he's great so and Tom Hiddleston's got a lot of I don't know 
star power, I suppose, charisma. Oh, who did I, who did I see? Oh, there was some. I did see it. Uh, I saw some nice credit of someone who's going to be in Loki too, and I'm like, oh, they got him. That's going to be cool. Uh, oh, can't, okay. Can't remember who that was now off the top of my head, but I remember seeing it and being like, yeah. And fingers crossed. Because the big problem with this whole phase of Marvel, right, is they're screwed over by the fact that the big villain is a real life dickhead, right? The, the, the actor, oh, has that happened? Right? They've got a, they've got a problem that Jonathan Majors or whatever, who the whole thing revolves around is cancelled um oh i did not know about that kind of a big problem <laughs> yeah uh yeah i can't remember what you i'm having a hard time just connecting this phase together i can't remember what his name is like what is his... kang the conqueror kang the conqueror that's it yeah, yeah. i like it they're just doing they're just doing a particularly bad job of like setting him up and making him feel Mm. like the thing i should care about whereas you know with all it took was that one little tease of thanos and you're like oh damn this is and you knew yeah. where it was going and you felt and you felt it and i don't know how they've managed to drop it so hard this time yeah they've been really stretching it i think he first appears doesn't he at the end of loki um but then he, he then he factors into he's in does he factor into ant-man and stuff uh, oh, he's, or in, Doctor Strange. he's in Ant Man, yeah. He's in. Was he in Doctor Strange? No, I don't think he was in the no. end. Um, that was um, focused on Wonder, was it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but he's he's yeah he's in Ant Man for sure, and he's just those two. Yeah, I think it is just those two so far. I mean, I could swap the actor out. It wouldn't. Yeah, be, it wouldn't be the end of the world. No, I agree. They probably should. We'll see. It's a shame because he did seem like a fairly decent actor, but you know, yeah. <laughs> trouble with that would be if there's contracts, then they'll be screwed. Yeah, they might have to include him anyway. And also, obviously, currently they might be screwed anyway. <laughs> I mean, there must be break clauses in the contracts for, to protect them from people turning out. I mean, you would think so at this point. You, you'd think there'd be like, "Don't be a dick" clause. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Marvel. I've heard. See, see, I heard that see, the yeah, Secret Invasion had a disastrous uh, ending. Uh, in terms of yeah, the, the 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 best quote I've heard. I still haven't watched it. I do. I do. I do want to see it just because I kind of like the crows and I kind of like. Well, who doesn't like Samuel L. Jackson? But um, yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I kind of want to see where that goes. But sorry, not the crows. The scrolls. Um, yeah. Why do I call them crows? Where's that from? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I kind of want to see, but I heard the best quote I heard was that they they likened it to the end of what the end of She Hulk was parodying. And it's like they 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 did what that was trying to avoid <laughs> and oh, specifically called out. <laughs> yeah, different parts of the MCU not 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 working together. Yeah, no. I mean that's, this is the whole whole problem I think at the moment. Everything is has gone. Is this just what? Is this just what the youth like in a film? I don't know. They feel very unfocused. They feel like jumping from concept to concept like as lightning fast as they can. They want to cram as much as they can into these films. And Everything not... becomes family guy. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. And like like they don't they don't think about pacing. They don't think about like they could quite maybe maybe the actors don't want to do it like this, but they I, I feel like they could like slow down by quite a significant percentage. In just how much story goes into a single film, just just calm it down a bit, and they would make better films or more enjoyable, <laughs> make more films. films. Yeah. Surely and they, they want could, that, and they could make more for longer. Yeah, <laughs> just slow down a bit, guys. 
You don't you don't mm. have to tell everything in a single film. Google it. Cool it. But they, but they need content for their fucking streaming services. <laughs> the subscriptions yeah but that's the yes. mean that's what i mean slow it down yeah make more content out of it hmm. just calm down calm down guys cool turning into michael winner calm down dear <laughs> get he sure <laughs> insurance like seen his. <laughs> he was a director he should have made an mcu film yeah. <laughs> that might have been that might have been a bit strange <laughs> All right, should we switch over to video games? Chris Nolan's the story of Cosmo the dog. Did you see Oppenheimer? I haven't yet, though. Okay, cool. I don't know if I'm going to see Mission Impossible now because it's probably going to be out of the well, cinema. It's, I mean, no, I don't think it's out of the cinema yet. I don't think it's been out very right. long at all at this point. But um, mm. it's also like a part one, right, of a yeah. two-parter, and a bit of me's just like, well... Maybe I'll just double header it when it ends up on a streaming service or something. Yeah. Unlike Marvel, they're not going to ship that out quite so quickly. <laughs> no, probably not. No, I mean that's the, that's the that's the other thing, right? The turnaround time from Marvel to Disney Plus is real fast. Mm. That's true. Like a matter of a few months now. So it kind of kind of feels like it's worth just, just worth worth waiting if you've got a decent enough system at home, which. You know, unfortunate enough to have. It's um, mm. don't miss the cinema all that much. I guess I don't love film. <laughs> oh, news. Yeah, what? Go on. What's happening in the news? I shall read this in chronological order, which is the exact opposite of the order I've written it in my notes. Uh. QuakeCon had a bit of an a uh, bit of an announcement this year, in that they've put out Quake Two remastered. Um, oh, nice! Notable because that that last Quake remaster they put out was pretty good, right? It was and, good, um, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a light remaster. It's not like a proper one. It's like okay, it runs at 4K. Or if you've got a PS5 or a Series X, and you know modern controls on gamepad and things like that, it does it have HDR? <laughs> I don't know if it does actually. Yeah. <laughs> that was the whole point of the last. That that tech demo they did a Quake Two, right? Uh, yeah, I think Nvidia might have made that. Yeah. The, Quake, the Quake Two RTX. Well, thing. Quake Two, oh, there's yeah, like yeah, fully ray traced, right? Yeah, fully, like hundred percent ray traced. Absolutely, right? yeah. The, the Which whole... would be crazy. I don't know if you could do that on a PS Five. No, I don't. I think I, I think that's the problem. I think the current gen of consoles just can't do full no hundred percent path traced visuals. No. Um, um, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't even have even a hint of ray tracing. These things they are kind of the original experiences, just modernized. What, you, is what you should save this opportunity for. It's what you actually want from a Quake Two release. Yeah, make make good on the All promise the of that tech. All the shinies. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it it uh, it sounds like they've done the same good job that they did before here, even including Quake sixty four. Uh, like Quake Two sixty four is apparently in there know. as well. Like. What was that game? Wasn't that actually? Was it? They said mm, I'm second guessing that. Was there a Quake Two Sixty Four? Did the art did the a couple of the articles I read just get that very wrong? Was there a Quake Two Sixty Four? There was a Quake Sixty Four that was like mm. a variant of it. In the same way that Doom Sixty Four wasn't quite the same game. Mm. 
I don't know. I don't remember Quake. I mean, I thought Quake 2 didn't come out. I thought Quake 2 came out on the PlayStation, not the... Hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe they got that wrong. Anyway, which now means I've got that wrong. Which means, I, which means now you know I haven't actually checked this out myself yet. Yep. Because it, it, it's, I don't think it's been launched on Game Pass just yet, or at least I didn't notice it. Um, mm. uh, unlike the, you know, the first one immediately came out on Game Pass. Um, so maybe there's a bit of a delay before, before it actually hits. But um, hey, mm. it, it, it's out there in, in some form. You can get it. Um, I don't know. That's just cool. Quake 2 is a pretty yeah, great that's game. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It was just a bit weird that Half-Life came out like the same year. And was, ah, that is really know, strange, quite, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, quite a bit more advanced in many ways. Not not graphically necessarily, but um, well, just in yeah, narr- just revolutionized. Yeah, yeah, because well, that was that first engine was basically modified Quake One, right? No one, had, it was, no one yeah. had got their hands on the next id tech just yet. But um, no, but it had a lot of the same features, like the colored lighting and stuff from Quake Two. Did it have colored Didn't lighting? It? Yeah, Half Life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dynamic colored lighting, or was it like baked uh, in world lighting? Um, I can't remember if it's probably not dynamic. Oh, probably I don't, I don't dynamic. really remember. I should go back and watch our video series <laughs> yeah. uh, available, available on Happy Sound on it and YouTube. Um, maybe, yeah, I can't remember mm. if it was like if your weapons cast specific color. That was like the Quake Two thing, right? It's like we can do colored layers and weapons will cast lights in the world of a specific color. When you have to make a specific gun pretty much just for showing off that tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> a hyper blaster with its like massive... Well, all of the guns kind of did it, right? Well, the, the, the initial all those phaser, lasery guns, yeah. Yeah, the initial phaser gave a big yellow pulse as it flew down a corridor and the mm. hyper blaster made lots of yellow pulses as it flied. Flied? Flew? <laughs> And the rocket launch obviously had massive red explosions and the pl- weird polygonal explosions. They were crazy, yeah. They were mad. What, what? Like weird little modelled mushroom clouds. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of animated rocket. really strangely. Yeah, that was super weird. <laughs> they, they didn't keep that for Quake 3, did they? No, I think they went back to some yeah. kind of nice, uh, you know, properly animated like flat bitmaps and things or mm. texture effects. Um, uh, yeah, and then Quake Four. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember very little that. about Quake Four. <laughs> Who made that? Was that even it? Or was it, it Raven it, or something? Oh, might have been Raven. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. Sh- did it? Did it? Did it have a new id tech engine, or was it based on? Because Castle, they were still working on things like Castle Wolfenstein and stuff around then. Hmm. I want, or yeah. So I wonder if Quake was actually offloaded to someone else, and Id were working on Wolfenstein, and they were probably Carmack was probably still working on Mega Texturing for Rage around then. Yeah, or maybe that was a yeah. Rage was quite a lot later, actually, isn't that? Yeah. Um, weird time. Uh, yeah, Quake Four was early three sixty, wasn't it? And then. Rage was like late 360, something like that. Mm. Something like that. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, as much as we all love Tears of the Kingdom, Nintendo are probably doing some stuff that many people, I think, probably won't agree with. Uh, Nintendo are trying to file a whole bunch of patents related to Tears of the Kingdom and its mechanics. Um, oh. some, some of which... 
might have actually already been in things like Breath of the Wild and they're just a bit late to the party. Um, but uh, uh, the, the articles I've read on this, I've read a couple and they, they all highlight the same things, which is annoying because apparently there's like 32 separate patents in this back, back, batch of stuff and it would be interesting to know what some of them are, but like they, yeah. they, they, they will highlight the same few things so um yeah maybe i need to go hunt that down that could appear an interesting read but um the main one everyone's talking about is the nintendo are claiming that the way uh the way link's physics work when you're riding on top of a vehicle is not done the same way as it as it's been done by people before like so uh, usually in video games uh you take a shortcut right if you're riding on top of a vehicle you're not you, they will just make they effectively make the player character um stationary right? yeah operate as if the the platform they're standing on is perfectly still so your character's physics still work the way you expect them to um whereas here they're apparently just doing a translation trick so they're just moving the character more to go with the object he is supposedly standing on like keeping his almost like using the glue that you get from ultra hand to like glue your feet to the surface Mm. But physics, in theory, like environmental physics, are still working the same way as if you were actually moving at the speed you're moving, right? So um, Nintendo are claiming that that's new. And uh, mm. uh, it's going to be incredibly hard to know if that's true or not unless other developers weigh in and go, yeah, you can't sure. do that, you can't do that. Mm. I, I bet I bet done. people have tried that or it's been a thing. Yeah. And it's like, it just feels so... Like, you only have to have played a game, and weirdly, my mind has gone back to tw Battlefield 2142, right? <laughs> you only really have to know that, like, if you're trying to, trying to ride, what was it, the giant spaceships on that, and whilst they're moving, the physics will go messed up to be like, that's not doing anything to keep your physics clean. Like, it's. Well, but that was on a server environment. That's sure. maybe yeah. <laughs> its own situation to deal with there. <laughs> Or like any game where you're standing on a car, I bet that they haven't programmed a system for that to work. Maybe um, like, or, no, they might have because, like, yeah. I mean, when when it, when I first did that, when I was first doing that in Tears of the Kingdom, standing on things that were moving, it was like, wow, this is actually a really good version of this. I mean, it's a pretty good implementation. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question that. <laughs> and like, you know, the classic. The classic like example of this thing is any space game where you can walk around inside the ship, right? Mm -hmm. All those uh, have had like endless trouble doing various implementations of that idea. Like, I'm, Star Citizen's one is supposedly really good. Mm. Like, you can just totally just walk around. But then, but even when you get to the more freeform stuff, like how Space Engineers deals with it, where you can just walk around inside a moving ship mm. and it mostly works. They had a lot of trouble to get to that point, but right. they they got there. So the, that sort of situation of standing inside a moving spaceship is the is the sort of classic example of that mm. being a problem. But every time people bring up patterns like this, it's just like... <laughs> I, feel, I always feel like these stories are just like... You are only talking about this because you were looking at it this one time, and I bet these happen all the time, oh. continuously. Every company does these, like there's hundreds of these happening every month that or is, something. That is probably true. Well, that is probably true from the big publishers, yeah. right? I, I doubt indie firms well, are going no. out of their way to put anything in like this, because they do cost money to do. Yeah. And... Um, uh, one of my it was one of my colleagues' jobs to actually look at uh, at one point to actually look into this kind of stuff and be like, okay, what, what out of what we've made, what can we patent as a business? 
and that was a, that was a, that was part of their role. Like we need to we need to protect ourselves against yeah. people doing what we do. Um, I do even, think- even if it's not the developer's intent, right? It just happens to be like something someone else comes in and goes, right? What of this is patentable? Yeah. But I do wonder, like in, in this case, like why it's happening after the game already came out. Yeah, normally, well, normally you see these kind of things before the game comes out, and then it's like spoilers for what the, sure. what the content of the well, game. Ma- is. Well, maybe Ninty have tried to be like you know <laughs> do it the right way and be like, but I guess in terms, they maybe they intentionally didn't want to spoil their own experience. Wow. Um, but then you're risking people stealing your ideas. Yeah. Well, to an extent. <laughs> yeah, not really though. Um, I mean, that was the one I mentioned was specifically a, a a tears thing, right? Because there's much more platforms and stuff that I'd like to move on. And the patent they show actually has him riding on a car. Well, I'm trying uh, to think of like what what that was like in Breath of the Wild. If you could, when you could stand on anything that was moving in that game, right? Because what what do you really stand on? Like Talus, I guess. Or well, yeah, like, there's that. I suppose you always could yeah. just walk around on top of them. But, is, but is, I was thinking more yeah, just if, like physics there, objects. They're doing the physics stick trick or. Because it's like if you if you stasis a flat door or something in in Breath of the Wild, and then hit it and then stand on top of it. Oh right, I see. Like yeah. it sort of works from what I remember, but not like not nearly as well as. Mm. But then stasis has all kinds of like extra force, obviously, because sure. as we've talked about before, the general physics of the of the ultra hand and all the vehicle stuff is much more like subtle than stasis used to be oh sure and you know there's you only have to go to twitter and just look, look up the like developer the phrase developer flex yeah and like see how many times people have posted like like well, man breath of the world is doing something doing some physically complicated stuff very competently like and it's just like wow okay mm. they, they, they got this they got this working that's 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 incredible um on a switch no less yeah um uh, so yeah, I don't want to don't want to downplay. Like, I mean, maybe that's maybe on some level that's part of why you, you get all these kind of specific patterns from Nintendo because it's like it is actually they've had to do it a specific way to get it to work on their hardware. Sure. They can't just like offload a bunch of calculations onto a graphics card or something. Yeah, I mean that might that might be true. I mean that was kind of always the the. I mean, some of the arguments I've seen like about this has been like well that was always the the thing right you, you're allowed to a patent publishes effectively the how you're doing it yeah and the detail about how you're doing it that's the intent um uh but then because you've published that information people then can't do it themselves and it can be proved that they've copied your technique you know like, like you can't the example i saw was is like if someone made a cure for cancer like a drug that cured a specific type of cancer you can't stop other people from making it but you can stop people from making it the same way, so they have to come up with their yeah. own um, their, their own process um, in order to make the drug. Um, so, like, yeah, you could like, you can't stop people from making systems about people riding on vehicles, but you can't do it the same way as Nintendo. You got to come up with your own system. But who's going to check this stuff, man? Like, checking software patents is such a well, again, that's Ridiculous why that's task. why these stories always always seem like it was just a thing you were looking at at the time. Because yeah. there's probably a billion of these that are never enforced anyway. Yeah, <laughs> the problem is, is like, the, I I start to have a problem with when they when or a particular problem with the concept of uh, like one of these patents, which is whilst you're fast traveling, right? The game specifically shows the map transitioning, so right. it does that thing where your your mark you show shows the map of where you were, pings it off, and nicely moves to where you're going to, 
and and times that within the uh, the loading transition, right? And uh, Nintendo want to patent that, and that stinks more of the whole Namco thing, right? The whole you have <laughs> having a game like whilst the loading screen is playing, and and that that level of stuff where it's it, that isn't about the how that is they're trying to uh, they're trying to patent the thing, and it's like that that I think is 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 bollocks. You shouldn't do that. Mm. Yeah. Like if, if like I don't know, you'd have to be. How would you even do that? You'd have to be so specific about the code you wrote in order to do that transition uh, and, and the process by which you yeah, then animate so that to the to the thing. And it's like none of that's never going to fly, right? Like because you, you would just code it a slightly different way in a different game, like to know your location and where you're going to, and then do a slightly different animation, and you're good, right? Like I, I just don't, I just don't think that stands or could stand. Like it, it's it's nonsense to me. And then there was the but other. Then we thing. don't know what the exact content of these patterns is either. I guess. Uh, I mean, some. Of, I mean, they're all published, so you well, can go, you I can mean, go find we them. don't yeah. <laughs> specifically is what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't know if that map transition screen actually has a lot of additional detail about like loading data or something in the background. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I didn't see that part of it. Um, but yeah, there's a, there was a and there's a thing about recall in there as well, and it's like that one might be believable as well because I guess like time travel of specific op- objects within a game world like i mean on some level like that's not canned i guess because it's like you go back to blink the time sweeper and we've been doing it since then right? yeah really? i mean i mean yeah. we've been doing it since then they like games factory using any files real badly I'm sure. it's like the yeah. same concept you just record data continuously in a buffer and, and then, then undo then it load yeah. it back in yeah i i like i, I struggle Again, again, it's the how how they how they did that. It must be important, but like as a game concept, no, please don't do this. And I, I fundamentally disagree with it because it's just like I agree with the statement that it, like it stifles innovation. Like if people want to copy the idea but put it into a new place or a new genre that we that Nintendo didn't think of, they should be free to do that. Um, if Nintendo won't, yeah. right? It's the yeah. the the most recent. Uh, example, well, well, one of the more prominent examples, I suppose, was Warner Brothers patenting the Nemesis system, and they got away with that. So no one else can do a Nemesis-style system in games other than Warner Brothers. And it's like, Whatever that means, exactly. Well, it's that kind of recurring, vi- it, recurring villains with knowledge of your past encounters that affect their current state and things like that, that are, it, that's done in a dynamic way rather than being a canned story event. It's that broad, I think, the pattern. Like it's like it's not even like specific about how that's coded. It's like it's like the the idea of a dynamic returning character that isn't that has a unscripted, I suppose, way of reacting to events the player did before. Um Yeah, which is which is nuts. Which is why we haven't seen Nemesis systems in other games. Well, um, maybe. <laughs> we don't necessarily know that. Well, I imagine it's probably expensive to implement right? well, yeah. a system like that. So none and none of the big companies probably want to take the risk against the patent. So it's I don't know about that. Have there been any games that you would have thought that system would even fit in recently? I mean, I guess maybe like some of the RPG esque games recently. I mean, almost anything open world you could probably make it fit. It makes a whole bunch of sense in Lord of the Rings, obviously, because the captain system. Anything with a hierarchy or. I don't know what if um 
people you encountered in Starfield could dynamically adjust based on. Well, I'm, I'm sure they them. they are going to dynamically adjust, but in the Bethesda way, where it's janky and bad. Oh no, but that's the difference, right? It won't be dynamic. It will be like they'll. Well, they'll, 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 their they'll, system they'll have, is dynamic as well. They'll have coded the diamond. Not necessarily. Like they they have their dumb that stupid radiant AI or whatever, where it like fills slots. If you've if you've oh. killed the person who was meant to be doing a thing, it deals with it. Oh really? Huh. But it's it's never been great in Bethesda's case. <laughs> I bet that's patented. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, the fact that it has a name yeah. <laughs> implies that it probably was. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, it's murky territory in software land. I can understand why big corps go after it. It's but... murky territory because no one ever looks at it. And then when you look at it, you're like, what is going on over here? I have I have heard of friends that have been tasked with trying to prove a potential patent case. Mm. Like they've, oh, yeah. they've had to look at two code bases and be like, is this, do you, do you think this cribs off the other? Well, other? I mean, if you have the literal code, that makes it slightly possible <laughs> to even do. Exactly. Just be like, let's just look at these actual letters yeah i wonder how that even comes about right i wonder how you get to the stage where you have the two code bases and you can go yeah what what legal happenings had to already have happened to get to that point yeah exactly anyway slightly interesting slightly interesting um like that's just, about that's about how good the news is this yeah exactly. slightly interesting, slightly interesting. <laughs> and hey nintendo stop being so litigious you bastards have um, they been recently, really? They're always Well, yes, but have they been more so than usual? I mean, I mean, no, but their usual is too high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, relevant to me, I suppose, um, uh, an enterprising developer has taken upon it himself to port the original Wipeout so it can run in a browser. So now you can go ahead and just go play Wipeout. Um, nice well yeah so apparently the code for Wipeout the original Wipeout leaked Um, uh, so so this isn't like a legal thing (laughs) no no, this is very much not legal Um, and he he made no bones about like hiding that Um, he's he's gone to the point of like documenting the process of like here's what I did here's what I found and stuff like that how to get it in Um, WebAssembly or whatever exactly yeah so it's it's all running in WASM and Hmm. um, yeah and and I've, I've I've messed with it a bit. It runs pretty good. Like, it's not perfect. There are definitely a few glitches I've encountered. Uh, a fun audio glitch that I really hope and happens again, where it seemed to play through all of the... Ge- like, the music track decided to not play music anymore and decided to, to just play every sound effect in the game very quickly. And it's like, oh, I need to cool. capture that. that. That sounded awesome. Um, I haven't managed to make it do it again. Um, and there's definitely a couple of gameplay bugs that I ran into as well, where some of the... Um, uh, yeah, some of the some of the track physics didn't quite work, and it just re- did the reposition sequence um, like unnecessarily. And it's like, okay, that's that's actually game breaking. That's kind of annoying. Um, but uh, other than that, he's done a, he's done a pretty stellar job on this thing because he's updated it so it like um, doesn't use the same uh, you know the, the same polygon sorting and polygons. So it's like now looks crisp and doesn't have PlayStation jank. Um, it's also running at a uh, unlocked frame rate, frame rate, so it can run hella quick and look hella smooth. So it's not not locked mm. to thirty, um, which a lot of the old physics were apparently locked to thirty. Yeah. Um, so, he's, so he's done the work there. 
Um, and apparently it wasn't an easy job either because it's um, the the code that got leaked, I think, was the result of after several port jobs had happened. So it started on PlayStation and then it got NTSC'd and then it got put on PC and then it got put on ATI, an ATI Rage 3D card specific version. And I think it's that version that leaked. Um, but most of the code was all there because it was sort of awkwardly patched in and linked in from the original source and things like that. It's all a bit of a mess. But um, uh, also, like, he, he did the right thing. or was like, shout out to Zygnosis for getting this running at all on launch PlayStation. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you, you got a game out for launch that was this good. Kudos. Um, even if the code is a nightmare to work with in its final form. <laughs> mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it just just it's a, cool. yeah, it's an interesting read if you're in, if you if you're into that sort of stuff. Go go and read his process. Um, and the final thing is he's, he's, he basically like turns around and says, "Hey Sony, we want a remaster. We want a proper remaster of these games. And until then, I'm keeping this site up." <laughs> mm. Well, the challenge is the gauntlet has been yeah. thrown down. The gauntlet's been thrown. Okay. They've been served. And now it's on. <laughs> there we go. Go play some Wipeout. News. I'll probably it'll probably get taken down because all the music's there, right? So like <laughs> Right. That's a bigger problem. They'll run into a soundtrack <laughs> issue, almost certainly. I mean, even official wipeout re releases have to cut out most of the music well yeah Omega Collection ran into that issue right they had to change the soundtrack because of of licensing Uh, that's the news that's all I got hmm okay well I guess we're going into what you've been playing Um, should we start with you Rob yeah yeah. Uh, get no. your retro, uh, get yeah. retro on. Yeah, I was about to say I've not got a huge amount new to really report this week. Um, just continuing to kind of play pretty much almost everything I talked about last time in little dribs and drabs. So um, uh, I finished Rhombus of Ruin. Um, mm-hmm. Finally got a little moment to put the VR headset on because it's I don't know with kids around. It's like you don't yeah. don't often feel That's like I, I have the the opportunity to really put that on and like say I'm just gonna disconnect myself from everything that's going on in this house yeah it feels kind of rude um i guess that's vr's problem in general it feels <laughs> kind of rude um uh yeah that, that game is really as it turned out really short like a, like my clock time on it was only like two and a half hours at the end of actual time i spent with it but um uh, probably putting it more in experience category than game well, category sure. i, I mean, guess it, was, but, it wasn't that age of the first load of VR stuff. Basically. Yeah, it was early PSVR. This thing was designed for. So it's um, uh, I mean, it was good. It was good. It was like occasionally funny. You know, I don't like. I'm not saying I'm not saying the writing was quite as good as perhaps it ended up being in Psychonauts Two or Psychonauts One, for that matter. But then, then I'm beginning to wonder if it's like it's actually just like with any kind of comedy game, right? Like, the longer the game is, the more jokes are going to land and the better you then feel about it. So when you've got, like, a two-and-a-half-hour experience built made to the same quality as those, perhaps it doesn't quite work as well. Um, mm. uh, but, hey, it's a well-made thing. It was fun. I liked the ending. The, the last boss is kind of... has a has a good sense of scale to it, which is well-achieved in VR. Um, even if... There were some bits of that that seemed a bit jank. Um, yeah, don't 
Yes, say, just bear in mind, it's only two and a half hours. Save you money if you if you need to. <laughs> it's, it's like it's a, it's hard it's hard to recommend when they're only like that sort of thing. Um, uh, so I did that. Uh, I went. Uh, I did end up going back and trying to play a bit more Ridge Racer DS. I just I just flipped the DS mm-hmm. open and it was there. It's like all oh, right. Let's have a <laughs> let's, let's have a few more races of it. That game is weird. Like. I know it's not like in theory those those Nintendo Ridge Racers aren't true Ridge Racers because they're not actually developed by Namco. They're developed internally by Nintendo, and so so they are a bit different. And it's like the weirdest, the the odd, the strangest thing I guess about Ridge Racer DS and Ridge Racer sixty four is just how much faster they 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 are than actual Ridge Racer. Like the, the speeds your car can reach are bonkers fast, and hmm. uh, the course design doesn't always especially the new courses they added for this version like they don't always work with the physics of the game um especially at the speeds they they expect you to drive the, the in some of the later challenges and it just uh and like the collision system doesn't particularly work that well when you're running driving that fast for instance like if you if you're if you have a particularly poor corner say and you lose a lot of speed but then the ai drive cars come up behind you and they don't get out of way, out of the way in time there's probably a 50 50 chance that sometimes it will do the thing you expect which is that they'll hit you and it will push you forward um and get you back up to speed which is what you want um yeah or they'll pass right through you and it will treat it as a very harsh collision and you'll pretty much stop um oh, great and it's like yeah it feels feels a bit unfair um well because it is uh and it doesn't really it doesn't the game doesn't i'm not sure the game works at the speeds they're throwing it at you it's like uh what was i playing recently that had the same problem some some racing game where i felt like as the speed got got high it didn't it sort of broke can't remember what that was now but yeah similar problem here as the speeds get faster the game kind of falls apart um which is a bummer means there's plenty there's you know the few few challenges in that game i will probably never do because they're impossible <laughs> uh so i did a bit of that um i carried on playing uh vanishing point on the dreamcast um oh yeah because uh as i said before i, I kind of started to to get a handle on it again um i started to i've started to f- get my feel my feel back for how that game how that game's slightly odd handling behaves and uh yeah it's it's um i would say vanishing points design is going to be very double-edged and very divisive if you're someone like me who i've mentioned before will get into the the awkwardness of the game's mechanics and and let's be clear they are unforgiving here um uh perhaps i'll explain a little bit more about that but like if you if you get into it and you try and work through the pain <laughs> to an extent and and put the work in to get a handle on it, it can be pretty exhilarating when things go your way, because um, hmm. it, it makes that feel earned. It makes that like uh, like oh I actually managed to to achieve that. So like the core prob the core, the core problems and core like I guess positives of that game are all to do with its traffic system. And it's uh, and the collision system attached to it. So, like uh, I think I mentioned last week, like the traffic patterns for for the challenges are fixed. 
So if you go into a specific race with a specific car, you're always going to get the same traffic pattern. Um, so in theory, that means you can learn where the, where the cars are going to be if you're holding a specific time. And then, then it becomes a little bit easier to predict. Of course, that never really happens because your times are always quite variable. If you drive better one race, then the timing of the traffic is going to be slightly different from, from next time. You'll never yeah. quite land it where you want it to be. Um, no. and the, the just ba- baseline wobbly handle, handling of the cars kind of means that very difficult to maintain anyway. Um, but where that gets more complicated is the inclusion of there's these other cars on track that the, the game calls the rival cars, uh, and they're marked with a yellow arrow on the top. And basically, they just drive like dicks. They're not actually people you need to worry about because the game is a time trial. They're just there to be annoying. They're the random factor. Um, uh, they, they swerve all over the place. They don't drive well. They brake check. Um, and they're just an absolute yeah. nightmare. And they'll cause crashes with the traffic, which obviously breaks where the traffic is going to be sometimes. Um, uh, and so it, so it adds this random layer that, like, for a game that requires you to be very precise and in order to hit, your, hit the time target, um, can be extraordinarily frustrating, um, especially if you've done three races in a row and on the third race a random event happens that bones the run and it's like, ugh, I'm like 15 minutes into this session and now I've got to do the whole thing again because you've, you've screwed me up on like the last straight before the start finish and I really needed that win. Um, that can happen and it's annoying. Um, but it works the other way as well. Like when you get, a, when you're starting to master the handling for a particularly nasty car, and you, you're drifting around around a corner, a little bit out of control, hard to adjust what's going on, and you just zing by a bit of traffic, like by inches, <laughs> and squeeze between him and the wall. Like that on its own can be like hell yeah, that's that's exhilarating. And there's yeah, a, in, 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 and that's like actually like the minimum that could happen if like a massive crash happens in front of you and the traffic's going everywhere, and uh, like as much as this game does that, it's not like burnout style massive crashes of sparks and destruction everywhere and cars flipping everywhere. Most of the time, it's like oh something's been hit in the side and it's doing a bit of a pit turn. <laughs> that's about as extreme as it gets. But because that's like happening in front of you and there's a bit of unpredictability and you just manage to carve a hole through that crash either by like being caught, being a little bit more cautious than normal, or just gunning it it's like when that happens and you get away from it scot-free it's like the the the, the, it has a real good like release to that and you're like whoo got away with that and then immediately crash on the next turn of course um, (laughs) of course uh so it's like it's it's definitely a game that you will get what you put into it um you get out what you put in um uh and as a result i've managed to make some progress on some of the challenges i couldn't i didn't do Back when I was playing it originally, I, I've, I've made progress, but it took me a long, it took me a lot of lot of time to actually get to the point where I was making progress, um, in in my return to it. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting game. The bit that I can't quite figure out is like, how would this have worked on PS One? Because the analog controls, as far as I can tell, on Dreamcast are essential to you playing this well. Um. Like you're feathering the accelerator, and you're really only just tapping the steering at times because it's right. so twitchy. So how would this work with on the... a on a PS One without the analog control? <laughs> yeah, unless it was unless it absolutely enforced you to have a have a have a dual shock, which I think some games did, but it was rare. 
Like yeah, because I'm, you'd be cutting down your potential. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I wonder if it was just a totally different game on PS1 or behaved differently or handled differently or something like that. It's um I mean I'm intrigued now. Um anyway, yeah, vanishing points a good time, but um it's really not gonna be for everyone. Really, really isn't. Um uh, uh, and it's just yet another game that makes me think they don't make them like this anymore. This is, this is, my, this is my theme of the year. It's because um, you're just playing like racing them. games. Yeah. Well, don't make racing games any longer. They don't make racing games like that anymore. Um, with weird handling, and it's all it's all a bit homogenized, isn't it? Uh, that space. Um, but I have still been playing NFS Unbound. Well, that is another racing game with weird, weirdness. A modern racing game with a bit of weirdness. Yeah, that, that game gets its hooks in you. Like, it's not it's not something I tend to have the draw when I'm not playing it, but it's one of those, once I start playing it, it's quite difficult to stop. Um, hmm. I just love its whole vibe. I like it. Like it's, like, it's doing the urban thing, which normally is a bit, can be a bit annoying, and it is very in-your-face urban in this game quite a lot of the time, but somehow it works and somehow it's not the worst. The only thing I kind of wish NFS Unbound did was be a little faster with its progression. It's quite, it is quite slow. Like, you don't earn a lot of money in a single race, um, meaning the, ability, the abilities you have to perhaps upgrade your car aren't as fast as you want, or your ability to perhaps uh, experiment with other cars that you may win or... Um, might want to buy for instance you're just not earning enough cash to really engage with that system quickly enough um on top of that the fact that the game gates events to a calendar meaning you actually do have to play through like six days of real real world time <coughs> excuse me um before you get to the next big story event of which i've only really done one so far i've only gone through the first week of four um uh, can can be a bit frustrating. Obviously, the like the amount that you earn increases as you go through the car tiers, and the car tiers get like increase each week. Um, but yeah, the progression's probably a little too slow. Um, but otherwise, I'm still having a pretty great time of it. Uh, I, f- I feel its vibe. <laughs> nice. It's bringing out the the <laughs> the gangster in me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about gangster, but not not, just, not the gangster in the GTA sense. No, but perhaps I need to buy more hoodies. You know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> Can't hurt. <laughs> Comfortable uh, as well. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, yeah, unless I think of something else, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, other than Tears of the Kingdom, of course. Oh, obviously, Segway. <laughs> Um, yeah, as Zach pointed out, like before we went on air today, uh, I put in way more time into that game than I thought, like over 130 odd hours, was it? Something like that. And it's like, that is much more than I thought it would be. That's good. I mean, yeah, in some respects it's good. Like, (laughs) okay. It's good in the sense that it doesn't feel like it's been that long, right? It's probably bad in the sense that it's been that much, but, um, yeah, I mean, I would, always, I mean, I would almost always hold that amount of game time against a game, not for it, right? Like, if it, if it required that much of me to, to to get through it, then I'd normally go, "Oh, that is far too much of an ask." Why well, am I, I mean, doing realistically, this? You, you could easily get through this game in 
well, I mean, speedrunning is a different matter, but like you could easily get through this game in like 12 hours, probably, no problem. Maybe, but then you wouldn't be If you be just very... did most of the main stuff and went yeah, straight guess, to the last boss. I guess, but then you wouldn't very, be very hearted up, I suppose. Or... <laughs> yeah, but do you think the last boss armed. is going to be that difficult again, I, really? I, I mean, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I get yeah. the feeling that it's probably going to be, you know, as difficult as any of the other large enemies in this game, which are not that difficult. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, the main the main actual bosses haven't been too problematic. Like the bigger the bigger fights are just the stuff you find in the world almost. Well, I mean, even those aren't that difficult. <laughs> really. uh, like they, you don't they, need they, like full hearts for most of this stuff. You need some armor upgrades, I guess. But you can oh, manage that inside a twelve hour and a bucket load of food. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, though. Like, if you were going to go full like a fast run, you'd probably use way more food than we are. Like yeah, we uh, we deliberately don't <laughs> use like I don't yeah maybe but I still find it hard like I don't like because as I've said before I'm not super into this game's combat right like, like I don't it, I'm still struggling with it I'm especially flurry rushes I still can't get the timing right for that half the time well yeah. as we've said as has been brought up several times on the podcast over the last like two months you're yeah. just not fighting things the big things for some reason oh, you no, refuse I'm, to go and fight all the big enemies i am going more out of my way to like like <laughs> oh i'm not 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 like avoiding hinnixes and or i'm not avoiding taluses anymore it's like if i spot them on the map and i go oh i know i haven't fought that one let's let's go just let's just do this right like i'm not i'm not that bad anymore i'll even consider taking taking on a gliok if i just stumble upon it now not that there's many of those, but that hasn't actually happened since I fought the lightning Gliok. But um, and it's been a while since I've seen a Frox, and so it's like, oh, I need, to, I probably should fight one of those. See what, see what's going on. Exactly. Because the problem is now they're probably not like a baseline Frox anymore, so they're probably a strong one. And it's well, I mean, in this game, unlike Breath of the Wild, it much more depends on where you are. Like, not all of the enemies level up right in yeah. the same way they almost all did in Breath of the Wild. But I don't know what would where would be like the. Like, what is the location for a baseline one of those? There's been well, no guidance to that. I mean, like, yeah. it's like the middle of the map. It's like everything else. It's harder than further out you need to go. Yeah. Apart from in some very rare situations, you find the occasional one or two that are, are more dangerous. Uh, yeah, so I should probably go do some more of that. But it, it doesn't change the fact that I don't think the core combat is, well, some, no. is, all, is all that entertaining sometimes. Or it could just be annoying. I mean, realistically, most apart from Lytles, you're not really doing the core combat for most of the bosses. You're doing weird specific things for that one boss. Maybe. I feel like it's not that easy to determine what the cheese is. Because I still don't feel like I've got a proper cheese for some of the bosses. but Or some of the sub-bosses, I suppose. And that is the trick to this game, right? It is, it is Really, at its core, it's know the cheese. Know your cheese. Smell my cheese. I guess. <laughs> But like, there's a, it. Well, I mean, like taluses, you have a very limited number of options, and therefore mm. there's only, there's really only one way that you're going to fight them when it comes down to it. Well, at the moment, my tactic for those is wait for them to throw both arms. They kind of fall over. I can just jump on it then. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. I mean, you don't even have to wait. You just run up and jump on. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, but I find that can be a bit glitchy and a bit weird. And well, yes, like, you have to like. Like my initial thought was like, really oh, I can just it. ascend through this, right? That would be great. And it's like, and that does sort of work, but Sometimes, like, but, yeah. but ascent, the, the ascend seems surprisingly picky around a talus. Like, like it just doesn't let you do it half the time. 
um, in where you'd think it's like, but he's got a kind of flat arse. It's like, why, why can't I get through his flat arse? Well, I mean, it works like, better on battle towers where they just have flat platforms sticking out the side. Oh, of course. Yeah, that makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah, I do find myself running under the talus with the ascend, like desperately tapping A. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that well. I just I've know, given I, up on that. I don't think I ever did that, really, apart from the battle towers. I, I just did it the old way. You just, you just climb on yeah, them. the old way. Yeah, <laughs> and then as soon as, you, as soon as you attach to the climbing animation, they just stop moving, basically. So yeah, kind of. You just climb up them. <laughs> I wish I could like throw its arm. Uh, like you can recall its arms back into itself, but they seem pretty ineffective. Like, well, it's because they made the weird choice of. Well, I mean, like I guess it's sort of the design of the talus, but like when it throws the arm, it's like it's actually like free boulders that come at you in a line. So when you recall the front one, it collides with the one behind it. Oh, is it? So it doesn't uh, actually recall to the enemy. Uh, Although I'm not sure if that even would was, hit was, it. Was that intentional or not? I bet it probably was, but. Um... Yeah. You, that that's the same thing that happens with like rock likes where they spit oh, out sure. three, three rocks in a row so I if you recall the first one it just collides with the second one but doesn't actually hit the enemy well, that's kind of fine because you just do that like it'll collide with the second one and then you've got the third, the third one, one. Like, yes. that's, that's a free shot that's fine but yes in Talos's case it's just because of the, the way that that arm is made up of several separate chunks that interfere with the recall right I didn't realise that uh, but still that's kind of annoying like a uh, I kind of, I kind of, I, I, maybe I just find it harder in this game to discern what the tactics could be. Like it took me friggin' ages to find to to figure out what the trick to Flux's Flux Guardians was. Right. I was like, and, and now I know it. It's like, oh, these are these are nothing now. <laughs> like, I mean, why did that take take you so long? I don't know. To it just it just didn't occur to me that I could try that. Like it's it's like I think that's the sort of the problem with some of but these mechanics. It's like it just I don't have that like oh I wonder if. Kind well, I of mean, thought process. I mean, in, this set of set of tools. I think with flux constructs, that was like because it's the one new one. I guess and it was like, what are you going to use to fight it? Maybe the new abilities. Well, yeah. I, I mean, and there was a couple of attacks where it was obvious that recall was going to be the thing. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the other the other trick that I won't spoil here, like just, just yeah, it just didn't didn't. I just didn't think of it. It was only when I fought a Flux Three, and it's like, oh, this is like, like actually fighting it the normal way is kind of like, or just trying to just fight it is. And there must be some other trick to it. That that was when I sort of sort of had the had the notion to my head. It's like there must be some other way of doing this. This is annoying. This is another weird situation where it's like, I, did, I guess I never did that. I just did it the the the, the way you're meant to do it. I the very thought. first time, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much from when I first saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's sort of what I mean, like, by think, like, I guess when I say, like, for me, things don't always gel immediately with right. this game. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's just some some something about the game's design and my mental pattern don't always see to eye to eye. And for things like the shrines and the puzzle stuff, like that's absolutely fine, right? Because the game is so freeform. Often you can just fudge a solution that is clearly not what they were thinking of. Well, yeah. Or is a variant of what they were thinking of. Like I just did one of 
there's one where you have to swing stuff into a target and i basically just bypassed it and it's and by not swinging things and doing and doing it in a different way and i'm like and i just sort of stood back after doing this it was just like that cannot be right that can't be what they meant for me to do well yeah and then spent a bit longer in that shrine just dicking around going well what did they intend for me to do and then it's like Oh right, this. Okay, I get it now. Yes, that, um, that definitely can happen at shrines. But like, I mean, there was one you had to show me what the intent was because it was just like I don't know what they wanted me to do here, but I fudged it in a different in a different manner. <laughs> oh right, yeah, the one, the one the, where I just climbed. Yeah, the climb, <laughs> the climb up the pole technique. Yeah, there was a recall. There was a recall puzzle in there somewhere, but it passed me by. <laughs> but the, the other one that we that we looked at, like last week or no, not longer than we go to that whenever whenever we were last <laughs> looking at it but you, it was it wasn't inside a shrine it was then to activate a shrine because it was one it was a thing that you you hadn't interpreted the words of the oh right yes of the hint, i guess yeah that I, I i had interpreted the hint as something well, very no, different i guess it i would maybe say that in that ca- in that one specific case it was maybe a situation where like it was actually you did a better job of interpreting it. Like it was a, maybe a bad translation, almost. Perhaps. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have used the words they did use. Yes, because it immediately made me think of something else, something more scientific that perhaps wasn't was definitely or not like the intent. Something. Or well, the problem. The problem is that I mean we can't describe what the actual puzzle was. No, because we we'll spoil it. The yeah. problem was that like they used a specific word that made you think of a specific set of things. And there happened to be a the same number of holes yeah. that you had to put things into, put things yeah. in holes. But like the number of holes could have been any number of holes, and that puzzle would have been the same. It wasn't linked to the, to the actual puzzle. Yeah, it was just a coincidence, coincidence that those two things aligned, and it made it more confusing. I, in, I inferred completely the wrong thing, um, <laughs> and then found it hard to get past what that wrong infer- inference was. Yes, that but, is the trouble. Once you have an idea, it's harder to see the other ideas. Yeah. That's happened a couple of times, um, and then there was just there's, there's plenty of stuff in that game that you then you come back to later and you just go, oh, I was a total idiot the first time I looked at this. <laughs> and it's just like, why didn't I do that the first time? Uh. I, I kind of I'm starting to agree with your statement where there's probably too many blessings. Yep. <laughs> like I kind of I want I want the shrines to go a bit harder. Yeah. Like I. Stop giving me freaking proving grounds. Well, I feel I like don't mind too, those. I don't mind them, but I feel, I feel like they, 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 there's too many of them. Like I want, well, more, I, I want more like physicsy puzzle. They're a bit more things. interesting than the old uh, tests of strength. Tests of strength yeah. yeah, sure. sure. But I feel like the actual, maybe the actual problem that I have with proving grounds is like they. <laughs> I don't know if it if it if it would be possible, but they like they don't force you to commit hard enough to the thing that they want you to do the gimmick <laughs> you can yeah. easily just cheese a lot of that stuff or just fucking fight the enemies normally yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. give you slightly too much like free stuff to be able to, to not have to do it the fancy way in some respect i'm kind of glad of that sometimes well, sure. like, I, again i don't i don't kind of again i don't think what the fancy way would be or when i do think what the fancy way would be it's to be like oh that's kind of good that's going to be a pain in the ass i'm just going to stab you with a stick yeah exactly um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a solvable problem, really. Like mm. they, there's already they've. I think they've like limited it as much as you reasonably can, but it's still not enough. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make it too hardcore. Yes, yeah, more interesting physics puzzles actually. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm at the moment. What's I'm 102 shrines now. 
and I and I um, I'm still a bit wanting. And it's Fifty like, to go. <laughs> yeah. I finished all the shrines <laughs> after massively overestimating how many there were left. Because mm. I I assumed that you were going to be able to get to full health and full stamina by the end of the game. Because you start with full health and full stamina, and the whole point of the lights of blessing is it's undoing the gloom, right? Right. Yeah. You're not really gaining the hearts; you're getting them back. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not the case. You still end up with two less than your maximum in whichever one you choose to max out. You're essentially Metroiding yourself, aren't you? I mean, maybe your right arm is worth two hearts. (laughs) Right, (laughs) You don't get those two back. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know if you can get it all back? No, presumably not. No. No. I believe it's impossible. There's not enough light balls or whatever. I mean, maybe maybe they're saving it for DLC again. Oh, maybe, yeah. Is that full health available at the end of t- of uh, breath of the wild then no you th- i think that was you just had more you just was, started this game with more than you ended breath of the wild with well yeah like the the, the cutscene link from the start of tears of the kingdom that yeah. has maxed everything which was impossible i, f- I mean tunic I pulls think... that trick as well right there's bits of that game where you can where, where it looks like you right can, yeah you can over spec yeah. to what is actually possible but i think i think you could get to full everything in the if you had the DLC in Breath of the Wild because there there was those they added four extra normal shrines to the plateau before you got to the specific shrines for each of the races which didn't give you spirit orbs or whatever any longer Mm. but I think the four extra ones on the plateau did still give you spirit orbs so you could get to maximum Mm. I think it would only give you one extra yeah I don't know or it was like some other something along those lines but yeah i think you could get to maximum if you had the dlc but you can't in this game Mm. you can't get back to maximum (laughs) even though you should but yes that was why i was massively overestimating how many shrines there were left by like eight i guess (laughs) Mm. but i went to the desert and cleaned those up and then got the secret reward which is sort of cool and almost usable (laughs) oh (laughs) it's not just a it's not just a fancy thing to look at like well though no, i suppose the the tunic of the wild was technically an upgradable armor in breath of the wild so you could use it i guess it's about as equally usable hmm. <laughs> and it, it does have some interesting lore implication i suppose if you want to get into zelda lore but i don't think it will matter it's just cool cool thing to look at fair enough but I haven't finished all the light routes. Don't know if you're going to get something different for that. Ah, yeah, I wonder. Hmm. And then I also finished all the caves. Saw the dumb end sequence of the bubble frog malarkey. Oh, okay. Which also doesn't... That one specifically only gives you a paraglider fabric, so it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not that interesting. <laughs> um, I, uh, I did spend some time cave hunting. Like down in um uh oh no it wasn't that oh, I was about to say it was down near Laurelin but no it's not that it wasn't there it was near 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 Zora's domain actually right um because I I missed there there were a few that I shrines around that area that it's like well, okay there's got to be a bloody cave to, to this shrine somewhere because my sensor's pinging and I can't find the way into it it's like right that's what I spent <laughs> it's ages, be underground yeah so I spent ages cave hunting around that area and uh, uh well I say ages i used the, i used the thing i used the thing to do the thing that tells you where the things are right yes um uh and then that was um 
Yeah, there were a lot more caves than I thought in that area. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that that does kind of happen in certain because some areas are way denser with caves than others. Sure, like and some areas are basically none. But once I was on the last like two or three, well, the the worst part was when I got to down. I got down to like four bubble frogs to go, and luckily I thought that it was a possibility that I might have missed one somewhere in a cave I'd already been in. Mm. So I went and looked at the map and I'd missed like two. Oh, right. Which was lucky I thought of that before like scouring the entire yeah, world yeah. for caves. Like finding two more you just found two icons. It's like that's missing a dick mark. Yeah. So I went and got those. But then when it was down to the last there was one the last two there was one that was just like a regular ass cave that I somehow just missed mm. although I guess I, it was in a bit of a map I hadn't been super thoroughly through but then the last last one was I, was I think intentionally so obscure in order to make it so that there's at least one cave that you have to use the thing that sh- shows you the things right because <laughs> it was a very ex- like the tiny I mean, even with the giant thing telling me where it was I was basically touching it before I actually saw oh, it <laughs> yeah there's definitely there's definitely been a couple like that where I've been like I'm in the right place but I cannot see where it wants me to go and it's like oh this is this is a really tiny little hole yeah I found that in a couple, a couple of the caves, actually, where it's just like, oh, that, that's quite well obscured. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have spot that. Yeah, but that, that was... Or I just accidentally fell in it. That's happened as well. well it's just like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I think that, that last, last one was definitely the most well-hidden one that I'd seen, hmm. which makes sense, which is why it was the last one, or one of the last two that I got. Hmm. And then I've got, like, three or four more wells to find, which is annoying. Yeah. Mainly because, be harder. mainly because I should have had the Sheikah sensor on wells f- for like way longer. Cause I've already basically explored the entire overworld, but now I'm going to have to just randomly teleport around the overworld and hope that the sensor beams. Oh yeah. Try, try and like, I don't know, fly around off towers and yeah, I did. I, I did get one of the ones I was missing, which was apparently just in castle town. I somehow missed one, which was, a very r- a weird thing for the sensors to suddenly beep like as I was coming out of Lookout Laddie. I was like, what, really? <laughs> How the hell did I miss this? Oh, I bet I've missed, missed the one you're talking about. I bet I haven't gone there. But yeah, that's that's going to be annoying. Because I'm done with the overworld. I've only got the depths <laughs> to go. Get these last light routes. What are you going to do afterwards? <laughs> Beat the final boss, probably. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, but but then what? What what actually happens to Zach at that point? <laughs> well, the, the other trouble, the other reason why I still haven't beaten the last boss is because, like, because I'm trying to complete as much as I can beforehand. Even though I'm pretty certain there's going to be a very helpful like percentage completion rating afterwards mm. that will just tell you how much you're missing. <laughs> Like kind of like it did with the side quests in Breath of the Wild. Mm. Where after you finish the last boss, it just literally tells you how many side quests there are. Oh, okay. Mm. But like the one thing that is that I've completed much less of in terms of like getting towards one hundred percent is just like these goddamn weapon photos. <laughs> Oh, I've got right. so many missing photos in my in my compendium of weapons, and like there's a lot of because they're organised by like type, and then you can see like oh here's where the non decayed ones are going to go after the normal ones, mm. and like here's where each of the four races come in this order and that sort of thing. So you can sort of see where what you're missing, but there's so many slots in there that, that it's just like well what the fuck even fits here? There's mm. like I've got an empty slot after normal boomerangs. 
but it's not the Lizzle boomerang because I've already got that. And it's just like, what? Is, is it the giant boomerang? No, I've already got that as well. <laughs> and it's just like, it's, it seems like it must be some kind of boomerang, but what? Like, there the, the, is no other kind of boomerang. <laughs> Unless the trouble is, it could be one of the like secret reference weapons. Like the big Goron sword or whatever. Oh right! And then, yeah. how would you even know? Like, you might just never find those. <laughs> well, unless you find an old map, and it's were those highlighted through those, or not all of them? Oh really? I, well, specifically, I found a couple of those those reference weapons in the overworld, mm. just in chests. So <laughs> you're basically screwed at that point. Dang. But then the other trouble with that is, like, because I'm getting towards these last few things where it's just like, I don't even know what I'm meant to be looking for. This would be the opportunity to, like, then maybe buy the picture from Robbie and then at least right. you'll see it. But then... But if, then does that feel... Is that cheating, technically? Does it still feel the compendium, but then marks it as, oh, you didn't find this? Well, or? I mean, you can just take your own photo and overwrite it, I guess. Sure. If you but, want to. Yeah. But the trouble with that is that, like, if you bought the picture and it was of one of those hidden reference weapons, that wouldn't actually help you find it. No. Because <laughs> it wouldn't give you any hint of where that was. Well, unless, well, unless the picture, what, like, the picture is, yeah. Yeah, I guess if the picture had, like, it's it's posed in this nice reference background of mm. where you might want to look. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I can see the see a palm tree. It must be in the jungle. Or... Also, I'm worried about if I start buying photos for the compendium, it's just going to show me the last boss. Because <laughs> there's still those oh. slots in the compendium that I haven't filled in, obviously. Oh, I, bet, I bet it wouldn't do that. I, I would hope not. Yeah. I mean, if it, that it couldn't fill in things that were story-dependent. You know, actual progression-dependent. Like, it shouldn't fill in, like, the temple things if you try and do that early, right? I mean, right? Yeah, you would hope so. But, you know, I don't know... I, uh, I don't know how much... Well, the, the, I'm hoping to give, fill in at least some more of those weapon slots as I finish the depths, because I'm still looking for the clean weapons down in right. the depths as I'm scouring the end of that. And then there's, you know, the list of every big enemy to kill. I've already killed all the Moldugas because there's like four of them. <laughs> and I've already killed all the Gliots because they're real obvious. But I don't know about fit, killing like every Talus. That's mm. maybe a bit much. How are you even going to find them? They're just a rock <laughs> somewhere in the world. Although you do start to just recognise that exact like, shape of rock. It's, it's like, like, oh, that's, that's a house. <laughs> that's, that's a big rectangular looking looking rock shape. It's like, yep, uh, that's going to be one. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously the armour upgrade for 100%ing that as well. Still got those goddamn electric Lizalfos tails to, to grind at some point. And star bits, but that... I think star bits might actually be easier than <laughs> the electric Lizalfos. Don't know exactly what the spawn mechanism is for the star bits, but I suspect if you just, like, set up a fire on a sky island, make it night, wait until the first one drops, and then sky drive to try and spawn the one that sky, the the one. spawns in the mm. sky, I think you can probably grind those pretty quickly. I don't know why... I feel like they had that, that the like the falling star thing has happened super infrequently for me. Like I've got like four. No, I think there's more. Yeah, they're way more common in this game. Really? Definitely. Wild, yeah. Well, I, like maybe I'm. Maybe you're just not noticing it. Yeah, it like I've got four, I think, <laughs> and I think there's only been a couple that I've seen that I've not gone for. Right. Although there haven't been many that I've not gone for. And then I've definitely missed a few, like as in I've I've gone for them and then they've not 
I've not made it there in time. Yeah, I I feel like I've seen a lot more of them that, where it's just like it's too late to even bother. Where yeah. it's just like it's three AM or something. That, that it's just like de- what? Why is this even falling now? I'm never going to make it over there. Yeah, Although that, that's definitely happened to me quite a few times. Actually, actually one yeah. thing that. I did check that I think is different from Breath of the Wild is you can fast travel now. They don't despawn oh, if you fast travel. Despawn. Interesting. I'm pretty sure they just despawn if you fast travel in Breath of the Wild. Interesting. But yeah, but, I mean, that's just, you just need every upgrade step of the reference armor needs a star bit, basically. So yeah, <laughs> probably going to need like, I don't know, 30 or more yeah. for all those sets. Oh my god! Each, well, no, thirty in total. total. Like f- three steps of of like ten different sets of armor, probably. Oh and all that money, because <laughs> these damn money. fairies that ruined the upgrade economy. You only, you, you know, you get all of the level four upgrades for ten thousand rupees last game. But then, does it still count as like as part of your hundred percent run? Like, do you need to get a max level horse as well? So you need to go feed the horse god. That might not be that difficult. Okay, I mean, you know, you can just look at the rest recipes and figure that out. Probably, actually, that might even help fill the recipe list by looking at what he wants. That will give you hints to, towards you know what what recipes might exist. Yeah, because he'll reveal recipes that he's after. In the Melania beds, right? If you go there, he'll actually, yeah, that's he'll actually read out he'll what actually tell you what are. a recipe is. Yeah, yeah. And then there's all the posters around. The, I mean, I haven't even thought about filling out the recipe book yet, except for like, <laughs> right. like toasted items. I've been throwing, I've casually been throwing stuff in fire whenever I thought about that. It's like, oh yeah, I've just picked up this thing. I should probably chuck that in the fire and see if it toasts. Do those count as pictures as well? Like baked versions no things. because they're like food technically they're right, not okay. item any longer okay. that, like, <laughs> that had me worried when you said that it's like oh god i've not been photo photographing like accidental baked goods <laughs> no because that would be annoying because you can't put them back out you can't throw a meal on the ground yeah. so once it's in the meal menu you wouldn't be able yeah, to take gotta, it back out eat it. yeah so yeah but, uh, cooking is going to be I, i'm actually kind of it's just plenty of ingredients i don't really find like i know i'd like i think i've only ever got one to bent for wheat in my entire time of playing it and cut some grass <laughs> well yeah and i think that was where i got it from yep. like it just popped out of the ground and i'm like what the what the chuff um how, how did that how did that become a thing and hillian rice i haven't ever got a lot of same thing but just cut different grass somewhere else well yeah it just doesn't happen very often though it's like it seems super rare like i always find a bloody restless cricket or something in the grass instead like sure or you can just go buy it i mean yeah they, sure, that's but, what that's what the shops are for but my rupees yeah. man my rupees yeah it's not like i'm not, I'm not expecting to be able to just I don't know, scythe some grass and some cheese pops out. <laughs> like, I'm like, I kind of understand there's some stuff. You oh, the cheese, have. though. That's a very specific. Hat no cheese. Yeah, exactly. Gotta get those, those recipes are specific, right? Like, yeah. It's the only cheese that exists in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> the one cheese. I mean, tomatoes spontaneously appeared all over the place yeah. somehow between these two games. Yeah, Hyrule discovered pizzas finally. <laughs> Well, have you made a pizza? I don't know if I've made one. I've been given one. Oh, okay. I think I've been given one. That I remember anyway. I haven't eaten it yet. 
Keep that pizza. Exactly. <laughs> for yeah. an important moment. It's a, it's a family heirloom. <laughs> <laughs> Hang it on the wall in my house. If only you could. Yeah. If only you could do... If only I could hang, like, what I wanted. Like, if I could master hand my house or something, like... Well, I mean, you kind of can, I but guess. But not, not the stuff in it. Well, I guess I don't know... Well, we're in spoiler territory, sorry. I well, I guess, it, but, yeah. you know, you got a house in the last game, so... <laughs> let's just say that it's a similar situation of having a house. But, like... I don't know if what the despawn rules are for that sort of thing. Like, if you actually just put an item there... Oh, I see. If you just put it down, does it remember it because it's in your house because it's in the house yeah i don't know because obviously weapon racks and whatnot you know they're always nice i mean that stuff costs quite a fair amount of money so i've not done it i'm not engaged with that system but although admittedly at this point i was like also i don't see what the point in it is well it's like i i you know you keep the, the the story significant weapons just because it's cool but then in this game they're not they're not special any longer. So no. it's just like well, I mean, technically they weren't in the Breath of the Wild. You could always remake the the race weapons, the light scale trident or whatever. Sure. It was expensive, but you could. And you can still do that in this game as well. But even the even the reference weapons aren't one offs either. You can get as many of them as you want as well. So <laughs> don't even need to keep them. But they would look cool in a rack. I think the only one that I I don't know if you can get another one of yet is the Hylian Shield. Oh, not come across Because there yet. was technically a way to get get replacements for that in Breath of the Wild. But I I haven't seen any way to get another one of them in this game yet. Hmm. Hmm. The best shield. Surely. Get two really? and then stack them on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was a bit annoyed when I put a mushroom on the end of my shield that I didn't get the bouncy effect. How? I thought I thought I could bounce myself a little bit, like oh, what, at least, by, at, by jumping on it. Yeah, at least even if it was you just try one parrying off. someone to see if it like chucks them. Not yet, <laughs> not yet. But I've got I've got just I've got, like the mushroom gets massive when you attach it to a shield. Like it's, it's hilarious, and it's not just like growing straight out of it. It kind of grows out and up. Yeah, like, it's kind of weird. It does look weird. But yeah, you know, I haven't tried parrying something. Someone with it just yeah. I imagine it would just go and send them flying. But well, it might not though, or maybe it like. You wouldn't be able to tell because it would be a hidden stat, but maybe it would improve like the parry capability. Like the, it makes it easier to knock the weapon out of the hand. Yeah, but that probably would that would probably work. But you wouldn't be able to tell because that's a whole hidden stat thing. Mm. The actual parry capability of shields versus weapons. Yeah, so I thought I could just like shield surf on on a mushroom and it like at least awkwardly bounce me if not if not like not full spring bounce. Yeah. <laughs> Just do a little something, and then you just fall over, and you're like, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. That's like one of the few things in the game where it's like the physics didn't seem to work as you expected. Because, like, the, why would the mushrooms... Okay, okay, question number one, why would the mushrooms be bouncy on the end of a stick? Yeah, okay. like, that okay, is let's, obviously the problem. Let's get, let's get that one out of the way. But then also, too, like, why are they only bouncy on the end of a stick? Like, it's not like you could just jump on them in the world and they sort of bounce you about, like... Uh, it's like there's something specific about being attached to a stick that they then suddenly be- suddenly become bouncy. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, would there would there be any other item you could think of that would also fit that role that's not a mushroom? 
Because really, the actual te- the, the actual I mean, answer, like key size, like if I poked one, I'd want it to just go wee and just find something, right? Because mm. <laughs> they just why would it? Why would the eye home onto something on it of its own accord, right? If I could just poke the eye on the floor and have it just go wee and find something, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> or just throw it. Have you tried throwing one by hand? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> it would only do one damage, but I wonder if it would like yeah, home yeah. in. <laughs> go woo through the air because like like. <laughs> Just build a whole pile of eyes and then, like, set- like shotgun blast, just yeah, yeah. the wall and just <laughs> and they just all fly towards the target. <laughs> or, like, perhaps you set up one, like, t- totally redundantly on a cave you expect there to be a whole bunch of, like, keys flying out of. <laughs> you, set, you set up this shotgun set blast, up the keys keys so these, these keys eyes go after the keys. I mean, that would just be that would just look cool. <laughs> Keys on keys action. I mean, really, the actual the actual answer of why mushrooms are bouncy is because they'd already programmed the bouncy effect from the stupid spring hammer in Breath of the Wild. They wanted to use that game. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's the actual reason. Yeah, I kind of wish there were more like shield related ones, shield related ones, and just fun, weird combos in general, like. A- I feel like like early doors, the game kind of like perhaps like you have that sort of mind expansion moment where you go like, oh, think of the possibilities of things that that could happen if I attach this to this, and then very quickly realize, oh, actually, the the, the, the scope of this is pretty limited. Well, yes, and the other problem with it is that like a lot of stuff. <laughs> the, the the actual problem is that like a lot of stuff doesn't give any damage bonus. It gives like one damage bonus, and you don't want that. You so, just yeah, want you, you, want, you, don't, you don't ever do you it. You want damage output. Exactly. Yeah. You, you attach. You just always like. What's the biggest horn I have? Right. Yeah. You're sticking that on this this monster weapon I've just found. So now I get an even monstrous weapon. Oh, like recent trick I'd picked up attaching the gloom weaponry to the end of weaponry means you get the damage <laughs> yeah, but you don't get the gloom true. effect yep. but, but that's not very durable in no. that state but uh, I don't think those weapons are durable anyway are they if, they, if you actually use them yeah I've used them quite, quite a bit I didn't notice them being any worse like just in my hands like as as the base I suppose right but they were definitely less durable when I put them as a use them as a fuse I mean that that that's more of a situation of just like I've got too many weapons anyway, and I don't want this weapon. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. So let's just let me just, just, let, me just let me just attach it and see what happens. And it's like, oh, that's potent. <laughs> and then I, I think I, as I mentioned one one of the previous episodes, there's just like an item that you can fuse on the tip of a weapon that gives a huge damage bonus, but lasts one hit, so right, yeah. too inconvenient to bother with. Yeah. I mean, at the start of the game, the arm, this, the, the skeleton arms are that, aren't they, really? The style arms. Sure. Although I use them the other way around, have the arm be the base for the base damage and then fuse a thing on it. Oh, and then that improves it enough? Because it get, the fuse adds the durability, right? Mm. So it's adding durability to the arm rather than the arm breaking off really quick. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since in the early game, the arms are actually like one of the most powerful weapons in oh, terms yeah. of stat. That's a, that's a huge way. It's a, it's a massive way of boon to get started. I was living off those things. So yeah, that's, I mean, I'm probably got to. I've got to be finishing this in like the next two podcasts, probably. Yeah, pretty soon. 
Hmm. And then maybe I'll start masturbating things. <laughs> if, if that's a thing, yeah. If, if the rumours be true. Mainly to just see how it works, because I want, like... More I, octo balloons. Well, that's the thing, though. <laughs> because, like, what are going to do again? Well, well, for a start, they can't do that on the Great Sky Island, right? Because there's no normal enemies up there. So what, how how is that going to be any different in Master Mode? Mm-hmm. We're just going to have, like, extra random constructs on floating hover platforms or whatever. Do, do you come across, like, Flux 4s? Well, I mean, is there another tier of upgraded enemies, mm. like the gold ones? The other question. I'm really hoping it's not going to be a bunch of fucking hot balloon platforms. It's really annoying and not actually that helpful. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't made an appearance in this game at all. Well, they, they basically didn't appear in, until Master until Mode. Master Mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sort of surprised that, like, given everything else from pretty much everything from the DLC from from well I mean they have filtered down into tears <laughs> sure like tears is base game but they have like actual hover platforms now in this game <laughs> I guess <laughs> they yeah. don't need the ultra rocks to help sure but it's not like the Bacoblins like rock those ho- hover platforms no generally only constructs with rocket launchers and some Yiga maybe <laughs> man I ran into a physics Limit. I think I ran into a physics limitation with the rockets because I thought this it would be rad because I found a, found one of those hover platforms and basically like eight rockets right. lying by it and I thought, well, of course I'm going to attach all of these to it at the same time and see what happens. And like, um, I don't know exactly what I did wrong, but basically every time I, the first two times I launched it, only two of the rockets went off and all the others detached. Right. Um. I think that sometimes depends on like if you're attaching them on top of each other. Yeah, I think I think the rocket plume must have just been against a solid surface or something, and yeah, that wasn't maybe quite that. right. And so they just detached as soon as the thing took off because I was like, I want to see how much thrust I get off eight rockets at once. And it's yeah, no. So that that experiment failed. I got where I needed to go eventually because I just like, well, okay, that's not gone right. Let's attach more rockets, fire them. Oh, okay, more of them have attached. Let's use what's left. And then the last one, I did manage to get like three or four of them to burst at once, and that did have a better effect than it's not but, much better though. It's like it's not like multiplicative or well, not full multiplicative. Yeah, it's like it's partial. But also the hover platforms have like their own like weird physics of their deceleration or sure, whatever the drift. Yeah. But I, I, I did eventually decide to put two fans on a on a thing I was driving around in the desert on a sled, and it was like, oh wow, this is actually way better. <laughs> two fans does does make a difference. Sure, maybe not going uphill, not necessarily in yeah in top speed, but in like force, like torque. I guess you get some get some air torque. <laughs> but I'm I'm I keep thinking that like so, so there's a shrine that has like special uh, like special material that is a, like super buoyant and as far as i know it only appears in this one shrine or maybe two shrines oh i think i've heard about this but you, um, but in theory I've encountered it yet. in theory you should be able to get that out of the shrine and i kept thinking like oh, i should totally use that as a base for a boat because it worked way better than wood because it's like super buoyant but like I've the, I, by the time I was thinking that, I'd already done all the water exploration I was ever going to do. It's like well, I don't need boats anymore. <laughs> Good idea. Too late. Mm. One of the last things I did with boats was like the boat racing. Boat racing. Yeah, but it's just like 
did not it's another situation another classic nintendo situation where it's like it's not actually difficult enough to bother making anything fancy right <laughs> just yeah. like put a fan on a plank and that's it that's all you need <laughs> yeah i bet that i hope that's if they do go down the dlc route and i think they'd be mad not to marketing wise right like financially it seems like it would be nuts because like tears of the, i think tears of the kingdom is like already like out is it outsold or is it selling is selling way faster than Breath did? Sure. Um, I don't know if it's actually outsold it yet, but it's I can't imagine it's going to be long. Um, and it's current rate. Yeah, that would be absolutely mad to not do DLC for this thing. Um, but yeah, I hope that 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 is one of the focus of at least one of the parts of it where it is. Hey, elaborate buildings only, or something like it requires you to really to really engage with those systems in an in, in an extreme way. I mean, there is like one or two caves that you come across, which like are pretty much specifically designed for building fancy vehicles, and they give you all the parts and everything. Mm. It's like that's nice, and I was like, I mean, more of that would make sense. So, I mean, is the DLC essentially going to be like Trial of the Sword, where it's going to be? like one giant shrine basically where they're going to incrementally increase the complexity of the building yeah. stuff that you get that could be neat that would be kind of cool i guess but because it's like i appreciate they they nintendo to this thing right so it's like they they do the thing that nintendo often do with their game design which is introduce a thing don't use it to death yeah like like here it will probably only do this exact thing once or twice in the course of the game it's the the, the mario thing right they do that a lot in in those games as well let's introduce a mechanic let's make it fun and then we'll move on here's another new thing get excited rinse and repeat um but i really don't think they go far enough with almost any of the the mechanics they introduce in this sometimes it's just like a shrine is over before i feel like i've really begun yeah and it's um it's like oh no that was cool what else can we do with this and it's like nope you're done actually now that i think about it that's another i've just 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 thinking about just now i've just realized why it's even worse in this game which is that like a lot of the optional chests in in the shrines in this game are just like use the stuff that you have in the wrong in like not as not in the way it's intended to be used in the rest of the puzzles to try just to get to a chest whereas in breath of the wild the optional chests were usually like an extension of that shrine like yeah the harder version a, of the thing I'm, you're already doing right yeah i'm de- definitely struggling more with the optional chests in this yeah this game well it, they're they're it's because they're not part of the puzzle any longer exactly no. that's what i'm I mean, trying yeah, to say sometimes it's like, they are yeah. sometimes it's just like oh you've got the mechanics to like just build a route to this it's not what you should be doing as part of the actual puzzle but you can do this as well yeah it's like you have free platforms that you're meant to be doing this thing with but you can also just make a bridge to the optional chest and it's just like well that's not that's not really part of this puzzle <laughs> no the optional the optional chests haven't I haven't had uh, the, the 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 optional chests where I've struggled with are the ones where I haven't been able to see them. Sure. Yeah. Those, those have been the worst. Where it's like there's been exactly. a, there's definitely been and a couple times that I solve the shrine and then I'm like backtracking through the entire thing trying it's to like, find where it. Where is it? Yeah, yeah. Switch the shrine. Switch the. She can sense the chest. Oh, I know. I keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> um, I kind of like assume it just wouldn't work in a shrine, <laughs> like for some reason. I guess. Uh, yeah, but that, that hasn't 
That's only bit, that was a problem more in some of the earlier shrines than it has been in a lot of the later ones. A lot of the later ones actually just seem to just drop the ball on that stuff, where it's just like, the optional chest is right here, man. Yeah. It's all up in your face. Or it's like, just on a ledge, and it's like, wow, I have to stack two boxes to get up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least for the boxes, you can't, like, some of the boxes in the shrines, like, they're not climbable boxes half Sometimes. the time. So it's like, oh, I've got to think a little bit more about placing these at an awkward angle so I can climb them. But that is like, if you think back to the Breath of the Wild trains where it's just like, you'd have the that the one where you had to fire the ball into the hole mm-hmm. and down using the stasis right, hits. Yeah. And, but like you, to finish the shrine you had to do that once, but then the optional one was you had to like walk past the end of the shrine into the back room where there was a harder version of it. So I sometimes like, think that's, that's mean, though, isn't it? Like putting something beyond the finish gate. Well, like, yeah, but that's why it's optional. Yeah. Because it's like, if you, <laughs> if you done that, do the hard mode, go over here. I've definitely done that a few times here, right? Because there'll be like two doors. You'll walk into a room and there'll be two doors. And like one of them is the exit, essentially, and the other one is the chest. And it's like there's, well, a, there's actually two puzzles in, yeah, the, a in couple, the same Yeah, a puzzle. couple of times. But not yeah. nearly as much, I don't think. No, that's happened. that's happened like... T- Wise, Ob- like where it's that obvious, where there's like literally two rooms, yeah, two ways out of the same puzzle. But I think that's why it feels like they don't use the mechanics enough because they're literally not using the mechanics as much as they were in Breath of the Wild, really. Sure. But again, maybe the maybe their whole idea was like player freedom, right? You show them the mechanic in the trailer, then they're meant to go and use that in the world. But then, but, most, no, the, not- but then most of the time, there isn't a use for it in the world. <laughs> Well, like, you know, the famous one is like the baseball or pinballish like shrine, right? That, that everyone finds pretty early on, and uh, uh, and it's like, where am I going to find something that pinballs this thing? Like in the world, it's like, where, where am I going to where am I going to use this knowledge? I mean, you could make something to do that, I guess. I mean, you don't really have like servo motors. You'd have to attach it to like a wheel. Oh, well, sure, and... yeah. And I'm not sure how much force you'd get out of a wheel. Yeah, maybe a. Well, you can always use a spring, I guess. Not the same. Sure. Yeah. Not it causes the same physics effect, but not for the same reason. <laughs> but I, basically, like, I couldn't build a machine to be like Sidon's powers in Hyrule Warriors, right? Where he's just baseballing bombs about. <laughs> well, you could probably make a thing that just launches a shit ton of bombs like a shotgun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to get all the bombs out and put them down, and then let's let's let's. Yeah, I want to like. I haven't actually tested whether they changed the item drop limit because that was annoying in Breath of the Wild where you could only drop like 10 items and then they'd just start disappearing. Oh, Because that was really annoying when I was trying to cook apples for that goddamn apple lady (laughs) in Breath of the Wild. (laughs) You can't just keep going into your dream and keep chucking more out. You have to only do 10 at a time. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty cool, actually, just building building a big old catapult that just flung bombs at a thing. That could be kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, who knows how effective that would be, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be probably half a problem. It probably wouldn't be nearly as effective as you'd want it to be. It would be cool. Maybe. <laughs> it could be, could be fun looking. This is the kingdom. Dan, you got any, any additional updates from your end of things after we've talked about everything about this game? Uh, yeah, I did the fire temple. That was good. It was a that very was temple-y a good temple. Yeah. <laughs> It was templey, yeah. It was cool. I think all the minecarts was awesome. That's, that's probably might be my favourite bit of the whole game so far. Actually, that that temple. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it wasn't too big. No, um, it's it's a good size. It's a good size, but it's not enormous. And 
yeah arduous and I like, a nice I, long sequence where you're going through the depths with 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 what's his face you know you know though yeah yeah and he was a decent enough character i i mean his this this iteration of it seems i don't know i'm not not so into this version of you know though i mean but. you know the drug lord mm. part was bad i mean yeah the drug lord part <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. pretty funny but it's funny. <laughs> it was funny for a moment and then it went on slightly too long yeah even mm, though it didn't true. go on that long even though you just immediately break that mask and then you're done with that whole thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was the that seemed like that was going to be way more of a big deal as well. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that sequence it doesn't take very long fighting him. Or, or I kind of wish the fight was like like they used more the complicated, or, like, or more luchador in some way, like more wrestling moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The luchador thing wasn't leaned into. Um, yeah, it's cool, and it's cool that you can get up Death Mountain much easier now with all the minecarts and stuff, <laughs> and less lava. <laughs> Unless lava, yeah. So, like you were saying, it's just cool, relatively cool up there. Um, you don't need all the armor like in the previous game. You just I mean, need it for the caves. Right? Yeah, every single yeah. cave you need stuff. Well, not every single one. Most yeah. of them. Okay, fine. The majority yeah. of them. Yeah. But yeah. you don't even need that. You know, you deal with it no. in other ways now. With food sure. and things. You just get yeah. wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't last very long, though. It lasts a surprisingly long amount of time, really. Considering you wouldn't have thought it would, when you when it's a thing that you normally require the specific armor set to deal with, yeah, yeah. you would have thought just being moist would be good enough. I mean, I know there's that one guy that tells you about it, but it's just like, I, yeah, I just always armored up. It wasn't a problem. Well, sure, if you have the armor, yeah. might as well. But you still have to buy that, right, with the rupees, basically. Yeah, yeah. and it's pretty expensive, but at least you only need one bit of it. Yeah, you just buy the cheapest part and then go. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't. Until, then you're not coordinated. Yeah, <laughs> that, that armor looks especially goofy when you don't have the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then of course and it makes the clanking noise as you walk along as well. And it's, and it's only it's only that it's only good until you find the you know the double heat areas, double right, flame yeah, areas. Of course. And then it's like then oh, you okay. need upgraded stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what you need one more bit of the armor. Two bits. Mm. Two bits. Yeah, I was, an eater. I was I was a big fan of the, the music actually in that area as well because yeah. it, it had a real jazzy slant inside the fire temple and it like and, yeah, it, and it, it was cool and and every time you did one of the things like it it incremented like the music I mean, they all do that I know but it sort of <laughs> it, it, it I don't know it, it felt way more noticeable in the in the fire temple I don't know why it was just, it was just I thought that was particularly well done that that. and it was cool that the boss was like a goma it was like a spider one eyed yeah. spider turning goma. That was cool. Uh, classic I like that kind of reference I mean I think we might have had our fill of gomers from Hyrule Warriors yeah like, <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> although um, was, I mean the one Tears of Kingdom is a bit easier than the Hyrule Warriors yeah it wasn't a difficult yeah. fight yeah it was slightly annoying trying to get him up onto the ceiling in the right place I kept missing constantly um you know, though, or whatever. Oh yeah. God, now I'm wondering how. how uh, yeah, I know. I know what you're wondering, and I, I will tell how, you that it's too spoilery. How? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that. Okay. But yes, so that I mean, now you're on to Zora's domain, I guess. I guess is that the next one? Yeah. yeah. Zora, Zora's domain stuff is also pretty cool. Yeah. Not could sure it's quite as cool as the last point, or you, would it be you absolutely could, you could probably do Lost Woods at any point, actually. Yes, you yeah, could okay. if you wanted to. Yeah, maybe I'll do Zora's domain though. It looks all grimy on the map, so it'd be nice to fix that. <laughs> Hopefully, 
takes it up. But you don't have to worry about Typhlo ruins any longer. They're no longer dark. You just walk in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still got that bottomless bog around the outside. You can't just walk in there, but pretty much. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. I didn't find anything all that interesting there, though. I've been there once. But... I did go around the back there, like, and get the... Uh... Get unlock the map or whatever. Get the tap the Sheikah Tower. I mean that tower is in Typhlo Ruins, yeah, right? It's in the yeah. ruins. Yeah, yeah. I basically just gl- glided, glid. Oh yeah, <laughs> glided over there with yeah. with the boost power. Pretty yeah. much did the same. Yeah. Off the back of Death Mountain, you yeah. come straight yeah, down. Exactly. exactly. That's what I did after Death Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I didn't actually do the cave yet behind the. Um, behind the restaurant. All oh, right, yeah, the, the two restaurant caves. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and the weird theme park ride. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That only exists after you finish the corn I, thing. I haven't done the yeah I've the done last that. part of that because there's like three parts through it, right? Yeah, I've, I've done two of them. I haven't done the third yet. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it was a good. A good sequence with the Fire Temple. Good, good. Although it like it always struck me as slightly weird that that when you that area underground isn't as bright as you think it should be, right? I mean, it's freaking love, right? right but <laughs> yeah, it, it looks it's really weird when you're far away. Yeah, because yeah. like, like, you, you can still see the lava. You can still see it, but it's not like the area isn't bright around it, right? Like you just see the little yeah. strikes of. Like dim brown, almost. Yeah, it's, it is strange. The, the lighting hasn't, the lighting design hasn't really worked for that area. But you just have to say it's not it's unnatural darkness. It's not just this cave is dark. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's actual it's, gloom, darkness, yeah, or whatever. It's, it's yeah. It's why you need the light route. It's growing dark. So that's a ton of Tears of Kingdom. Tears of Kingdom. Yeah. What else did I play? Yeah. <laughs> I played some Factorio. Back to that. Wow. Yep. It's been a while. I mean, like, I've had these year-long breaks in Factorio recently. Hmm. I don't think it's been a whole year this time, but getting towards that sort of time. But yeah, I went back in and just, like, went back to C-Block again, which has slightly changed, but it hasn't been balanced to make it much more easy in the early part C block has a real problem with getting to robots because like the whole goal of C block is to get so much stuff because it, you know it's <coughs> remind me that's the one where there's like no land yeah you start on one tile of land in the ocean and then everything is made out of pumping seawater basically mm. and then processing it in a whole bunch of ridic- increasingly ridiculous ways but the, like, the whole point of that, because it's similar to like Minecraft and Skyblock, mm. the whole point of it is because you're starting from nothing, it's all about multiplying the scale where you're starting from one block and you're making this huge thing. And it's like, that's fine in the, like, it works in the mechanics of this mod in Factorio, except for the part that you, it kind of requires you to build too big before you have robots where you can just automatically build. Mm. So you're doing too much manual construction 
because otherwise you're going to be waiting around forever because you need that large enough scale to get the resources fast enough sure. so that you're not just waiting around, but they don't let you get the bots early enough. Which, you know, you can you can solve that by just, like, downloading another mod, like early robots or nanobots or whatever. <laughs> right. Where you can just get Fudge robots it. from the start. Yeah. But if you're doing it the real way, it's like the robots are quite deep in that territory <laughs> due to Bob's mod, I guess, is what changes that. Good job, Bob. But yeah, it's like, I went back to that and it was like, yep, yeah, this is still, still C-Block. But, you know, I never really got that deep into C-Block, I guess. I don't think I got much past getting robots the last time I played it. Mainly because I, I, I've i just reached the point in this playthrough where I'm like, I built a base, which is like the second base that I built after I deleted the horrible mass to get to this point. It's like, this is my nice clean base. But even while I was building this, it's like, this base is not going to last. This is this is still a temporary second base before the third base. <laughs> so now I'm getting to the point where it's like, yep, as, as soon as I unlock just a few more techs, like the robots, for example, so I can easily demolish this whole old base, this is all going to go away and I'm going to build a whole new one. <laughs> Can't demolish the base. Got to demolish the whole base. You can't demolish the base. They even give in, actually one of the things that has changed in C Block since last time like, is in this version they give you the ability to destroy the land, so you can undo building the land ah. and put water back. <laughs> so you can destroy the whole thing. You can completely rearrange everything. Although that does lead to just like it's a bit of a problem with Factorio's. Like, does this, does this mean you like you can't? I mean, you can't demolish the base. It's not allowed. <laughs> you could drop the base. You could into the ocean. Okay, it's not really because the buildings would blow up. No. Yeah, but you dropped the base. You still dropped them. Like what, the one of the problems with this whole concept of of sea block making stuff out of the ocean and building land is that like it doesn't really work with Factorio's tile based system because you can it, once they give you the explosives where you can delete land and make water. You can just have a pump that goes into like a one tile hole and that just generates infinite water because it's not. It's not, you know, registering that it's linked to the ocean or anything. Right, yeah, it's just how that worked. It's just how that works yeah. in Factorio. I think there was, I think at some point someone did attempt to make a realistic water mod for Factorio where it, like, detected how many blocks, how many tiles of water were linked and, like, if it was too small a number, it would start draining over time hmm. so you could actually exhaust water supplies. Huh. I think they tried to do that in Minecraft as well, although in Minecraft it's even more of a problem because it's a 3D volume sure, of water. Yeah. But yeah, but it's like, like once you have the ability, once you have the ability to make water in Factorio, all kinds of shit gets screwed up, even in base Factorio, mainly because water is like completely impassable. So if you want to make completely invincible defenses, just surround uh, your base with water. <laughs> right. Because biters cannot get past it in any way. Hmm. Handy. Handy, but in some ways... A bit not, OP. Yeah, a bit OP. And also maybe might cause some pathfinding lag. Oh, right, of course. Because you're going to be causing fighters to try and do all kinds of weird pathfinding that they're, they're <laughs> yeah. not going to be expecting. Of course. Yeah, that, that's Factorio. Back to Factorio. Jumping from Austin, not included to Factorio. <laughs> all the classics. Back to fact, Oreo. <laughs> I was also incredibly far into the city centre of Leventown in Rocket League. Woo! It was real bad. <laughs> Welcome to Leventown. Dead middle of Leventown. You needed a citrus influx. 
Got to get back to the suburbs at least, which I have managed again. The lemon burbs. <laughs> the lemon burbs. I don't know. I, I, Did they become less lemon? Is it like grapefruit town out there? Like <laughs> they were less lemony, less citrusy. Less citrusy yeah. <laughs> you go, you go from you go from lemon town into Limeville, <laughs> and then a bit of orange somewhere. <laughs> yeah, orange bro. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm still. I still have this weird theory of Rocket League where, for some reason, everyone is real bad on Thursday night. <laughs> and it's like, it seems like every time I play on Thursday night, it's just terrible. <laughs> and then uh, often they will be like, I'll be playing, everyone will be being real bad, and it'll be like, wait, what day is it? Oh, it's Thursday, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have played. Uh, sorry if Zach has just slighted all you people who can only play on Thursdays. I don't know what it is about Thursday. You'd think it'd be the weekend, right? Where everyone's like well, drunk yeah, or whatever. Thursday, <laughs> Thursdays. That's well, maybe that's just where more here. people could play, so you get more of a variety, I guess. But well, that too. That should make it actually also worse, right? Mm. You get less the hardcore the, people playing at the weekend. More the casuals, more more of the migraine. But yeah, weekends seem totally fine usually. <laughs> maybe Thursday is the night for like. And for illegal account trading or whatever <laughs> where all the people who are losing the, the, the idlers using fake leveled accounts mm, and playing maybe I sort of have maybe considered maybe I want to play a Rocket League again but not go hard <laughs> like before because it's, it's just not possible for me to go back to the whole battle pass thing sure, of playing just it. need to not look at that yeah ignore that the existence of that many which actually Rocket League does kind of make reasonable like it's not it's, it's never been in your face no that's like, never, it's never it's never whatever. been awful with that stuff yeah it's definitely not Fortnite for that stuff jeez so thank heavens for that um Although I did briefly have a look to be like, is there any way of actually earning stuff for free in Fortnite? <laughs> like, can you actually get cool stuff? It's like, no, not really. <laughs> it's, mm. not, it's not really a thing in Fortnite. You have to spend money. Uh, yeah, I was sort of thinking about maybe. But then I was also talking to Kippers the other day about, like, I was trying, trying my usual campaign to try and get Kippers into play Deep Rock with us. Yeah. It's like, yeah, still not, still don't really want to. Like, mm. um, as we went and played some Counter-Strike, uh, which was... Which was a fun time, actually. Um, boy, are we trash now! But like, I mean, it, it was, but it was a fun time. Um, uh, yeah, and, and then it was just, yeah, as part of that, I was yeah, it was, it came sort of as I was talking about multiplayer games. I might go back to. It's like I don't really miss Rocket League since <laughs> I've stopped. It's like don't get me wrong; it holds a special place in here, but. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very special game, but also I'm I'm pretty happy that I'm not in the loop anymore. I mean, like, this is how I've been uh, how I've been thinking about Team Fortress Two now that it's, it's having like, this revival. Yeah. Where it's just like I could go back and play Team Fortress Two, but I I mean, Rocket League was what replaced Team Fortress Two yeah. for me. Hmm. <laughs> we should go back and play some Team Fortress, <laughs> but then I'd have to fucking install it and <laughs> find like <laughs> twenty gigs of space. Yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe with my if I get this new PC that I keep talking about, maybe I'll maybe I'll do an inauguration of this new PC by installing Team Fortress 2, a game that I played on my previous PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a four by three monitor, even like fully unlock the frame rate and see what that number goes to. 
probably very high. <laughs> probably. Although maybe we should try that new, like, what, 100 player? <laughs> or a server that's running a 100 player game or something. Just, just that to see just what it looks. Good, sure. like. I wonder if they've designed special big maps for or people. Have, I don't like, think they have. <laughs> I mean, what would be the best map of the standard ones? It would have to be, like, one of the CP ones, presumably. I don't, it would have to be something with, that's pretty wide. Granary, and, I guess. Has yeah. the most open space. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. It'd have to be something that's not like just like a tunnel. A one, yeah, or, or a one point push kind of style map, you know. Hmm. I mean, I don't think, regardless of what the map is, I don't think any of the game modes are going to work with 100 people. No, probably not. It's probably, it's probably just going to be an absolute, absolute mess. stalemate. Yeah. In terms of the mission goals, and then it would just be people fighting for score. Yeah. I have a similar feeling about Overwatch 2 because they were. They were I was watching a, another thing about you know the whole situation of Overwatch and its PVE and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, and uh, uh, and 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 Noam, Noam was watching. It was sort of in the in the room with me. With it. oh no, it was, it was on the bombcast actually. They were talking about on an old giant bombcast. Um, I say old, a few months ago. I'm way behind. And Noam was like, "Wait, is Overwatch going away?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's still about." And he's like, "Oh, good for you." And I'm like, "I haven't played it in a very long time." I haven't played it since Overwatch 2 was a thing. And again, I feel kind of sad about that because it's like Overwatch 1 doesn't exist and I loved Overwatch 1. I thought it was a really great game. But there is nothing about Overwatch 2 that is calling to me. And I kind of feel mm. sad about that because mm. it means it means like it's it's almost like the it's not quite the same, but it's the Monday Night Combat thing with it, like to it again, where it's just like this game has died. The game I the game I liked not, is gone. Not quite in the same way. Yeah, not quite in the same way. But like this has just moved on from where from the good place I had, good time I had with it because it's I don't know. Overwatch One was a great game, but also had a good loot loop actually like if you ignore the kind of like spend money loot boxy stuff right like that the fact that you could just randomly get stuff every now and then and it could be cool stuff or it might not be cool stuff it's like that was a hook like and it didn't matter because like almost anything in the game you could get randomly pretty much everything in the game you could get randomly actually there were a few exceptions but not many but um, then they kept adding more to yeah that. and then it'd just be like but, but that's cool like i'd like it, i don't know i suppose it's a little bit like if Durg added more stuff, more cosmetics you can just find in the world, right? And it's more stuff you can just get. And it's like, oh, for you, that's like, great, I'll just find those. More stuff to find. Um, I mean, that is kind of what they do do with the season stuff. Yeah, exactly. Except I don't I don't get those because I get them in the season. Yeah. <laughs> or I have so far, anyway. And the tr- transition to Overwatch 2 is just what nobody really wanted it's like existing players of overwatch one yeah they got to keep all their stuff and keep the all the characters from the early games but now they've got if you want any of the to engage with the cosmetic system which was cool it's like now that costs money now that's battle passes now I mean, that's now that's seasonal money you have to pay i think it seems um, worse in overwatch's case because it was the overwatch 2 transition exactly like it's rocket got, league it's is exactly somewhere. the same like that now rocket league everything all the loot drops are paid mm. you, you get the blueprints but you can't make them without buying the thing but rocket league's like the weird exception because it has a way to self you have a way to self sustain you can buy the battle, well, for pass, the battle pass, pass and keep yes. going, but like not um, not for the loot loot boxes, which are blueprints in this game. Yeah, I mean that got that got worse. 
Well, that got that literally it might as well have been the same as what happened in Overwatch 2. Yeah. It was before that point, it was free random drops. After that point, it's all blueprints. Which are free random drops that you pay for, but pay you know what you're getting. It's unlocked, like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, really, it's a really weird system. Um, but yeah, that's basically what Overwatch 2 did, but because it also coincided with this being essentially a separate game, it seems worse. Yeah. And it wasn't I, just like the game got old and then they changed the monetization system, which is what Rocket League did. It, it, it lost its hooks for a lot of players. And it's like because now they suddenly have to pay money to to get all the to get the to get that same dopamine rush, I yep. guess, for, from the cosmetic side. This isn't a knock against the actual gameplay, which I'm sure is still fine. Yeah, like uh, that game is fun, fun as hell to play. Um, or at least Overwatch One was. That like, you know, still haven't installed it at all since two. But it it just bums me out a little bit, and then as a result of that, I just don't feel the urge to go back and play it, and that. It's an unhappy position to be in, but also it's a very blizzard position to be in. It's a very yeah, Activision very feeling position to be in. Soon to be Microsoft, yeah. Secretly, the reason that I, I'm also not going to go back and play TF2 is because they nerfed the Sandman, damn you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to get over that. <laughs> I don't know why I would go back to play like nowadays. Like if I, if I go back into TF, what would I actually do? I don't, I don't really know. I mean... What 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 was your skills before? I mean, I guess like towards the end of our playtime, I was doing way more demo, probably than anything else. Right, I was having good fun doing demo. Demo man was one of, like one of the last things I tried properly. So I tried doing spy for a bit and just couldn't get into it. No, um, spy's always difficult. I'm not quite. I mean, bow snipe was always a bit was was fun. Yeah, but like I'm not quite good enough to really fulfill the sniper role on a team. Like that just well, wasn't... Uh, the trouble with that. I mean not to get back into talking about more recent df2 but like the trouble with cypher in the later years was always that like there would always be two snipers on a team even if you wanted to be sniper and they'd both be like real bad yeah. so you could saturate your team with yet another sniper and add to the problem of having too many snipers exactly yeah everyone everyone wanted to be sniper like there was a phase of that and spies as well same thing yeah. It's like spies and snipers were the class that you never got to play because there was already four of them and they were all terrible. (laughs) Yeah, you never never really needed more than one or you never really wanted more than one on your team. So it's like, I need to fill a more practical role. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I was demo most of the time towards the end of it. And I think I was trying to play more Scout. I was never very good at Scout, but I was trying to play more of it. Um, my my go tos were always like my original go tos were soldier and medic and heavy basically the kind of easy mode classes I suppose or the like easiest to understand yeah and mm. get 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 good but at. medic is um, way too complicated now <laughs> too many options see I don't know yeah I guess I guess I don't know anymore like no. what, what what I was thinking about. about I was thinking about it earlier where it's just like remember the age of crits where where right, the crit yeah. screen came out and completely overruled the uber like no one yeah, used yeah. the uber charge it, any longer it, it changed changed the whole game the crit screen <laughs> but now no one uses the crit screen any longer <laughs> huh. it's completely gone away why is that because of the well, um, yeah, did, that's did why it get nerfed at one point. No, I don't think. It, I think I was trying to work it out. I think the reason is like it's a combination of there being other options now, like the quick fix, like oh, right. that yeah. other the other medic gun that's just better in more situations. But I think it was all, might also be because as they added more and more weapons to the other classes, 
there was less probability that you were actually going to be able to use the crit screen on someone useful. Right. Like, you, if you're... Because the classic crit screen technique was, like, crit screen a demo man and use the sticky <laughs> grenades and you just kill everyone. <laughs> but nowadays, you'll just get, like, demo mans who are using the sticky jumper, so they don't even have sticky grenades. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a much higher percentage chance that your crit screen is going to go to waste. Mm. I think that's probably why it fell off. Whereas an Uber was just... Was, was always fine. But at yeah. least they then added, like... You could switch loadouts pretty easily, couldn't you? You weren't stuck to a loadout for a whole game. Well, sure, yeah. yeah. yeah once they added the loadout screen. But yes, that's like the, the ages of TF2 where it's just like things have changed mm. continuously and you, what you used to be good at might not be the thing that's relevant any longer. Yeah. Uh, there I was mean, a time I, mean, I played heavy and that, that, that I basically never did that again for, uh, forever. I hate to admit it, and I've probably been saying this for years in, to a lesser, to a le- in a less direct way. But I think I've skilled out of multiplayer games. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just not. I really, really want to enjoy them, but I just, for whatever reason, getting old. I guess I just don't have the talent anymore, and that, that's that's annoying. It's genuinely frustrating now to to engage with most multiplayer <laughs> games, unless it's like. Splatoon and Salmon Run, those are still fun. Um, <laughs> oh, but Salmon Run's co-op play, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. I know, I know. We're talking about but, the specific yeah. multiplayer situation of, like, competitive multiplayer. I mean, regular Splatoon. That can, that can still be annoying, but, like, it's, it's less annoying. There's usually a role you can fulfill in Splatoon. <laughs> well, yes, but then that's the thing, isn't it? Where it's like in, uh, at some level, in, in Splatoon, you can play a role where you don't actually fight anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just, <laughs> just put them paint on the ground. I should check in with Splatoon. So it's maybe, been a long time. I wonder what's actually updated in that. I haven't heard much Splatoon news for a long time because mm. that 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 was it. That DL that second DLC hasn't dropped yet, as far as I'm aware. Oh right, yeah, the weird so, the weird the one box DLC. Yeah. Um, yeah. See if they've actually done small salmon run updates. That'd be nice. <laughs> Doubtful. Just needs more maps. Always. Just needs more maps. So anyway, that's the end of this podcast, probably. It is. We've had a, we've had a nostalgia trip. We should, we should play some Team Fortress. Yeah. Cut out. <laughs> you've, you've said it now. We should do that. And make a video of it as well. <laughs> oh, man. Would that be possible? I mean, we could. I mean, I, mean, be, I, I be, definitely be, have to have my DPC to pull that off. I mean, it would, yeah, right. it would probably be watching me play terribly, but... Yeah, but which is like, kind of what I thought of our next upcoming video. Actually, playing it back, like I, I was on a particularly bad day, as it turns out. Like, so well, luckily we didn't fail in the video, but we failed several times after the video. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Uh, so yeah, Stan wasn't about for a recording of Beyond Good and Evil. So next video coming up is a is a Derg deep dive. Um, oh yeah, in the summer season, um, which we survived. But yeah, it's a for me personally, it's a bit of a painful watch because I was clearly not. Paying, not, I was not doing it right. I was not. I was not playing right. very well. Um, I did. I. I mean, talking about doing videos and the other ones that we've made when I've watched them back because it's like I like. I see it from Rob's perspective when I watch the video. It's like, well, this is weird. <laughs> like, yeah. it is different it's between str- what, the way I do things and the way Rob does things, and it's noticeable. But like, it's not really, ex- you know, well, you I mean, can't really some, specify what it is. I mean, some of that is a hundreds of hundreds of hours of experience. Well, sure. <laughs> Let's be fair. 
but yeah, like, uh, the, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a moment at the end of the last last segment where it's just, where yeah, you got lost. I got I got lost. Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't I won't spoil that whole experience, but it's yeah that that's I can see why I got lost watching that back. It's fine. It's fine. I wasn't being a complete idiot. I just had no memory of how I got into a specific place. <laughs> And the clue I'd given myself really wasn't obvious when you watch it back. That was pretty funny, man, because I, oh, as far as I could tell, like I saw you on the way in making the thing, and I was like, you're not going to see that when you come back out. No, I really <laughs> and did. you totally didn't. Totally didn't. And it's, yeah, it's not obvious in the video footage either, so I feel a little bit justified in my mistake. <laughs> I realise that that doesn't make any sense at all, but hey, uh, go watch that video. It's a, like, Doug is still a fun time. That video is a fun time. Um, yeah, is that up yet or uh, shortly? It will be next week. Shortly. Next week. Yeah. Okay, so check that out when that's available, and all the other YouTube channels uh, videos on our channel. <laughs> uh, We've only got one channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to come to my actual personal channel, where I've never uploaded it, or accidentally find UKIP supporting people. <laughs> yeah, let's avoid that. <laughs> if you want another channel, maybe there's. I don't know. Rick's Magic the Gathering un- unboxing. Oh, Magic the Gathering UK, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely go check that out. Uh, and check out Happy Salad on YouTube. And we'll be back here with another podcast in a couple of weeks. Woo! See you then. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>